Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Chainsaws and Claws, a killer monster podcast. I'm Rob the Cinema Drunkie. I'm Patrick Vicious. And today we're doing a double on the terrors of nuclear fallout. Um, as Patrick has uh, described on Twitter, it's, it's one that uh, we've been excited for doing, well, particularly him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've been doing for a, for a long time after the, the, this, this pairing was conceived. And that is, uh, of course, uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake and the original Godzilla. But obviously, first, we're going to go with uh, the, the Hills Have Eyes remake, which is, in my opinion, one of the uh, best uh, remakes of horror classic. Um, I say horror classic with an asterisk, um, because although I... I fully respect the original Hills of Eyes as a classic of the genre. Uh, I don't think it's that great a movie. Oh, yeah, that's my thing, too, is I remember, like, when they first, um, like, uh, said they were doing it, I was just, like, I was, like, the people that I now talk down from ledges on uh, Twitter, aka X, um, now, where it's, like, <laughs> like, when like, they first announced the remake, I was just, like... It's like, how dare you remake The Hills of Oz? I didn't care about The Hills of Oz that much, but I was just like, it's very important. And then they were like, it's the guy who did High Tension. I was like, I withdraw my objection. You, 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 guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was the same. I mean, I wasn't that uh, um, uh, high mighty about it. You know what I'm saying? Was, oh, they were, they were making the, the original Hills of Oz. It's like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, because this was like really at the, the beginning of the whole um, remake exploitation era uh, uh, in the the. the yeah, I mean, it, was like, it was like the, it was the middle. I mean, I think the, the start was like fucking um, like the the one two punch of like Texas Chainsaw in two thousand three, and then Dawn of the Dead in two thousand four, and like that yeah. just opened the fucking floodgates. Yeah, there was. Uh... Because I I, no, I I remember being like that for the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre when it announced it was being remade. Like, and I remember this this is how uh, old I am or we are. Is that I was notified that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was being remade. I forgot which New Line Cinema uh, DVD I had purchased, but it had like one of them slips in it. Yeah. And the Texas Chainsaw Massacre two thousand three. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> what, what is this? They're remaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre? How dare they? Sons of bitches. <laughs> it's being produced by Michael Bay? That son of a bitch. See, that's the, I have the opposite thing because um, not to in any way affiliate myself with uh, the, the cult that our friends are a part of. Um, but um, when... Because I was a message board nerd... Um, and so, like, we were following it as it was happening. But, like, the second they said Michael Bay was producing it, I was like, oh, I love Michael Bay. Um, because I did. And, I, I mean, I still, to some extent, do. Um, but, um, like, so, like, when they said they were doing it, I was like, I had some level of comfort with that. It was kind of the same thing as, like, the, um, like, so I was, I was never, like, outraged. It was just, like, it, like the Hills of Oz thing, because I was just, like, I was just, it felt, because it was, like, it was important 
even though I didn't care about it. It was like it was an important piece of cinema. So therefore, I was like, you can't do this. But then they said Alexander Alsha was doing it. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want it right fucking now. Like, I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck the original. I just want this. No, nah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, so yeah, like it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then it was Dawn of the Dead. Like, like, like you said, that one-two punch where we were all like, how dare they? And then it's, oh, these, these are really fucking good. And then uh, uh, the third one was uh, Amityville Horror. Yep. Actually, I forgot about that, but I think that is correct. It was like, oh, these, these are doing great. And then the Amityville Horror remake came out. I was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? And then, oh. Um, <laughs> I saw opening day, too. <laughs> You guys had a good thing going, and then you immediately ruined it. But then this 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 came out, and um, which is funny, cause uh, like to me, like like it was around this time where it's like where I mean, it, it was it was it was always a thing, but uh, I was never really like into it like that. Where like the release of trailers became like an event thing, where you know how like we're all like, when is the trailer coming out? Oh, this, I am this, not that, but I am. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Patrick is uh, notoriously just against uh, the watching of trailers. Um, I don't I don't even bother to ask him anymore <laughs> if he's seen the trailer. Because uh, I know my response would be, do you know who I am, Rob? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I, have, I have obviously forgotten. So... <laughs> Never mind. So I just don't fucking ask anymore because I don't want that response. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like you know, because you, you hear the stories about like motherfuckers like uh, all lining up to go see a what fucking movie it was. Um. Uh, like uh, when when the the Phantom Mel the Phantom Menace trailer came out. And oh, motherfuckers, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was. I think it was Meet Joe Black, actually. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, Meet Joe Black got uh, a surge in box, even though it was a bomb. They got a surge <laughs> in box office receipts because uh, motherfuckers just paid to see the Phantom Menace trailer and then left. <laughs> it was like motherfuckers would line up out the block. Oh, was, uh, the the Phantom Menace trailer is at the beginning of, of of this movie, and then they just went in and then just went out, and it was just like. Uh, at least you have the, them to thank for your movie making some semblance of money, uh, Martin Brest. Uh, <laughs> who's, uh, it, oh, no, no, no. I was going to say he's been in director ever since. And I was like, no, that was Geely that did that. Yes. Well, you know, we actually we discussed this. Um, I don't know when it's coming out, but um, when uh, Andy and I were doing Schlockana, we were like, uh, we discussed Martin Brest. And it was just like, I was just like, Basically, there's like you get like one failure, and then you get like one more chance, and then if you fail again, then you're just fucked forever. Like that's pretty much like you basically at that point, the only way to get out of that is if you like do something like you like make a movie for like no money, and like 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 Shyamalan worked his way out of it because he like made the visit for no money and he paid for it himself, and everyone's like, ah, this was a good one, Shyamalan. He's like, oh yeah, I'm back. But like most of the time. You basically you fuck up twice. He's like, okay, bye forever. We don't need you anymore. Yes, and uh, that has been the case of Martin Brest. Um, <laughs> and like, I, I mean, like, I think even without the failure of Micho Black, Geely was enough to put him in director jail forever. Yes. You know, 
just uh, just a putrid piece of shit that was. Um, I've never seen GD, so I cannot I cannot speak. <laughs> I, I I have unfortunately because uh, I was dating a girl at the time who was like a huge fan of J Lo, and like everyone was fucking dunking on Geely when it came out, which picked her interest in watching it even more. So let's let's just see, just to see how how bad it really is, and it it was really fucking bad. <laughs> You know, but it, it it is what it is. Um, but yeah, um, the like the the trailer for this was just like I I was just I I'm I'm just into seeing how they pull this one off. You know, what I'm saying because you know obviously the original was directed by great master of horror Wes Craven, and so you just like regardless of how we feel about the original, we do know uh, you know acknowledge it is uh a classic of the genre so it's just like i'm i'm wondering how this is going to look especially like you know um alexander aja aja uh doing because he was a huge fan of high tension high when high tension came out it was just like oh my god this is this this is amazing oh yeah i definitely want to do high tension so like i remember like when that like it, it came out during the era like the, it was the same message board era so like i was like really into like whatever random shit i could find and everybody said about high tension i had to like get a fucking like cheap ass which i'm pretty sure was a bootleg um dvd from like ebay um to, fee- to be able to see it and it, it it fucking it blew my fucking face off and then, uh, like, I watched it, like, so many times. And, like, they released it in America. I was there opening day. It was just literally me and my friends in the theater and two other people. That was it. Uh, I, I like how you you, you reference, uh, it, it blew your fucking face off, you know, which is something we witnessed happen in this movie. Is someone <laughs> blowing their fucking face off. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, when uh, uh, the trailer for this came out, I was, wow, this looks amazing um it, to, to this day the, the the trailer for the the hill survives remains one of my all-time favorite trailers it's just like the way it was just done i also love how uh it notifies that uh there were 331 nuclear test bombings in the desert you know what i'm saying and um this movie came out in march uh which is the month of my birth which is march 31st <laughs> And this was uh, my birthday movie, was uh, The Hills of Eyes. So uh, I'm, I'm watching uh, the, the beginning of the movie where they notify, like they, they let you know that there were 331 uh, nuclear test bombings on 331. <laughs> so that was, that was kind of fun. And um, I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, I, I just thought it was amazing. Um, my favorite remake of that whole entire era. Um, and uh, when the DVD came out, I I watched it another 100,000 times. And uh, I had, had not... Uh, I can't remember the last time I watched it before last night uh, when I rewatched it for the purpose of this discussion. But uh, it, it had been a while. And it was just like, let, let's see how well this holds up. And uh, for the most part, it does. For the most yeah. part, it does. I, I do have reservations um, and, and thoughts, which I will get into. But uh, 
it it definitely uh it definitely still holds up really well uh like i i will still claim it to be uh out of all like um the the remakes that came out in that era of the arts and shit this one is still my favorite uh particularly for one character so uh my favorite is this is one of my favorites. My actual favorite is another one by Alexander Aja. It's just not this one, but this is mm. one of my favorites. I, I know. We're definitely talking about that one. Yes. Um, but no, my whole thing with like, uh, is like this, when I was watching it last night, because uh, I, I, I definitely watch it probably more often than you do because I tend to watch it like, because um, funny, like when you mentioned it being March, I was like, I genuinely forgot it was March. I thought it was like, because uh, I always watch it in the summer every year. Like, whenever it gets like really sweltingly hot, I like either every year or like, every couple of years I tend to watch this um, because I, I do really, really enjoy it. Um, but it is funny that like, I was watching it last night. I was um, like the thing that I was kind of struck by that because I never because it's like it's always funny. Like um, I know like many people like when they're doing like podcasts and like have notes. I don't do that. Um, I just like make mental notes and like whatever yeah, yeah. Um, and just like kind of go from there. But like so my the main thing that I was it was the first time I was kind of watching it through like kind of somewhat of an analytical lens and I was just like, it's weird to watch it now, just because like, um, I was struck by um, how much it is kind of weirdly like perfectly of its time. Because like they basically like, it's it's essentially I mean like yeah it's like I mean it's it's the it's the same beats as the original. Oh yeah, uh, it's very, it is very faithful to a certain yeah. extent. But it's like, but it's like, what you did was you take that, and then because I mean, the thing is, I will give credit where credit's due. Wes was really smart. Where Wes was the only guy, with the exception of Nightmare on Elm Street, because he didn't have anything to do with that one. But um, for his remakes, he was heavily involved in them. Yeah. So therefore, like, there was a level of quality control involved that most didn't have. Because it's not like Romero was in any way in charge of Dawn of the Dead. That, that just happened to be good just by virtue of the fact that, like, Zack Snyder at the time really directed the shit out of, like, he, he knew how to pace a movie. Um, I'm not making a backhanded compliment there. Uh, I'm not doing that. That's not a thing that I'm saying. I'm not doing what you think that I'm doing, Rob. Sounds like it. But <laughs> um, whatever, continue. Um, whereas this, it's funny because, like, um, I don't know if he handpicked Aja or not, but um, it's very I think much, he did. Yeah, I was like, I know he handpicked um, the director of um, the Last House and Left remake. Um, yeah. But in this case, it's funny because they, they took um, the kind of um, the torture porn that was kind of burgeoning at the time, like that kind of element of like just fucking just hardcore violence, but also. Uh, the other thing that was coming out at that time that Aja was like kind of at the forefront of was the French extremity movement, um, where you had stuff like high tension, where you had stuff like um, remember like Shaitan. Um, I remember um, obviously like Frontiers, um, mm. obviously like Inside um, Them, like whatever. Um, and where it's like it's like so you take what they really did was they kind of mashed up those two things, and then they just made it in America. And so as a result, it kind of weirdly feels like this, like, Brundlefly fusion of, like, these foreign kind of, like, these really, like, hyper-violent things that were kind of going on on the fringes, but making it with this glossy American movie. 
And like, so you put those things together and it makes something that's really fucking weird. Especially like watching it now, where it's like that this even exists. Cause like, I don't even like, it's like, I feel like if you made this now, I'm not saying you couldn't make this now because Terrifier 2 was obviously worse. But Terrifier 2 was made for no fucking money. Um, this was clearly made with a shitload of money behind it. So that's the one thing that makes me be like, you couldn't make this now because they wouldn't make this now. Like, they would not spend, I'm going to guess, probably at least $30 million. Um, I mean, probably like in the 20 to 30 range is my guess. Um, yeah. But like, to spend that on this... Like, that just would not happen. And I don't mean that in, like, a shitty way. It just, it's just not really the way it works. Like, usually, like, it's just not what you get. But um, as a result, it's really cool because it's kind of this perfect kind of time capsule movie in a weird way. Also because um, it's funny, um, there is, like, the one point in the movie, speaking of the time capsule thing, where, like, everybody thinks of um, the situation we're in now politically as basically being purely donald trump and him being a piece of shit and that's not <laughs> that's not and i'm not saying he's not a piece of shit but um i had kind of forgotten that kind of those fucking things started kind of showing themselves during the bush era which is yes. this, this was very much a part of and so like watching <laughs> this now it's funny how well it plays now like it's like it's weird that like it's like because it's funny because i was everyone was watching it um last night with danny and um, there's the point when um, the uh, Pyro and his wife are on the bus, or the, uh, the Airstream, uh, with their baby, and um, they're arguing, whatever, and then she's like, just be like, uh, just, just think about how you'll feel um, when, she, like, when she comes for our 25th. And like, I did the math in my head, and I was like, that baby is 18. <laughs> like, I was like, like, that's when the movie came out. The movie is 17 or 18, depending on how old the baby was at the time. But, like, it's a baby, so, like, I'm just judging by that. So I was like, that baby's an adult. So the movie would have been, like, seven years from making this movie again. But, like, it fucking holds up because it weirdly, like, things haven't changed that much. Really, the only thing that makes it dated is the fact that he's using a shitty flip phone. Um, but that's pretty yeah. much it. Like everything else about it is pretty much still today. No, no like the, the the other thing that would have changed is that Big Bob definitely would have been wearing a mega hat. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know, I was, I was, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was one of my thoughts. Where it's just like, well, this was the era of Bush, but Big Bob definitely would have been a fucking Trumper had he survived. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the way when you mention political environments, it's just like rewatching this. It's like it, it it is weirdly, I mean, but like it's like I said, it's just that it's not more weirdly relevant now. It's just that it was always relevant to like you know be, to the political spectrum. Is that how like it, it reflects our political spectrum? Where it's like the conservatives fuck everything up, and here comes the liberal that has to fix everything. <laughs> Cause, cause, like everything, like you know, cause Big Bob is, is obviously a conservative. Yeah. He's got the he's got the fucking American flag flying on his thing. You know what I'm saying? He's he he, he doesn't like Doug because he's a Democrat. And... I will actually say though, just real quick, it was funny because Danny made the perfect thing. Um, cause like uh, the at the like his um spoilers whatever for like an 18 year old movie. Um, like Big Bob obviously dies. And the family puts his corpse in their little, in their home, one of their homes, and they have a fucking um, American flag 
in his head. And then, like, um, she, like, and at one point during the fight, he takes the, uh, Pyro takes the, um, the flag out and stabs it through, uh, Pluto's, uh, Neck. throat. And, um, like, and Danny was like, he probably would have been so happy that he used an American flag to kill that man. <laughs> I was just like, out of his own head, no less. <laughs> right, 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 true. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you can just imagine, like, if a lesser director fucking Big Bob would have woke up and just gave him, like, the thumbs up real quick <laughs> and then died. <laughs> But like, yeah, it's just like Big Bob. He, he doesn't like Doug because Doug is 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 obviously a liberal. Uh, like he's not a macho male, you know what I'm saying? Like them. Uh, like like he's got the big giant fucking python can hand cannon, and then he gives his young son a pistol, and and the kid obviously does not fucking deserve to have it because oh, no, the way. Actually, it's funny. Is like uh, Danny also mentioned that one. I thought was hilarious, and she's not wrong. Um. Where she was just like, when he's like, uh, when Big Bob is like, um, Bobby, you're in charge. Everybody listen to Bo- to Bobby. And she's like, that's so gross. Like, he's like, he's like, a, he's a kid. Like, I was just like, why the fuck are all like the women listening to this small child with a gun? And I was like, that's fair. Like, you're not wrong. But I was like, to be fair, now, oh, yeah, yeah. Big Bob's feelings wouldn't have changed today. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it still would have happened. No, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and this kid obviously doesn't know a thing about gun safety at all, but the way he's sitting there fucking pointing his gun at people, yeah, hey, I just want to fire one shot. It's like, no, this kid does not deserve this gun. But Big Bob doesn't see it that way because he has a penis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so obviously he deserves to be in fucking charge because he is a male. You know what I'm saying? And Doug doesn't deserve a gun because, you know, he is a he is a Democrat. You know, say like, oh no, don't give him a gun. He'd probably shoot himself in the foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then fucking uh Big Bob goes and gets himself killed and uh Bobby fucking uh I mean this was something that that, that was an issue with uh the original where it's like the the character of Bobby is an idiot because uh, a lot of like the things that happen are his fault because he fails to notify the rest of the family that there's something in the fucking in, in the desert hills um he doesn't notify them that uh, I mean to be fair though what the fuck were they going to do <laughs> like it's just like hypothetically like okay let's say he did notify them, because he didn't know how big of a threat they were at that point like he did, they killed the dog but like whatever but like hypothetically even if he did tell them it's like what? Like the only guns, apparently, from what it seems, is um, basically the one that Big Bob took and the one that Bobby had on him. So yeah. like, and they were, they, it's like they were all in the trailer, right? Like, so I don't know what he would have done differently. I mean, because he did. He also he did try. To be fair, there's that one scene in this movie where he's just like, uh, "Hey, like, how about you guys just like stay in the back? We have extra sleeping bags, and what is everybody?" And then like, it's everybody else that is like, um. So six people in a three-person trailer, it's kind of weird. Like, it's like, we're going to go sleep in the car. And, like, because he's trying to not freak everybody out, but also to try to protect everybody. So it's, yeah. But also, as you point out, he's a kid. So it's like he's literally doing his best. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's, he's also a fucking idiot. Because, um, yes. like, what yes. teen it, boy isn't? Let's be fair. <laughs> Especially a conservative teen boy, no, it's just, <laughs> you know, like who 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 uh, doesn't know the 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 first thing about gun safety? 
because he literally points the fucking gun at Doug, and Doug's like, "Don't, don't point the fucking gun at me, please. Thank you." It's like, oh, it's the the safety's on. It doesn't fucking matter, Doug. <laughs> don't point the fucking gun at me, you know. And then uh, he goes into to the desert, and he sees that uh, beauty has been eviscerated, like becoming completely gutted, and like, like, yeah. Uh, he, he may or may not have known how big the threat was, but I think that was a clear fucking sign that there is a threat out there, a deadly one, and you should take every fucking... Like, granted, like, his stupid ass fell and knocked himself out, but, I mean, he, he knew what was happening when he woke up and shit, and he still chose to say nothing, so he's a schmuck. Also, um... Like, I, I, I like how at first, like, they, they dug uh, as as... Uh, Patrick keeps uh, referring to as Pyro, which uh, when the first time you did it, I'm like, the fuck is Ed? Oh, that's right, because because <laughs> he's Pyro in X Men. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Now I remember. Um, I, I like like you remember him as Pyro. I always remember him as Doug. No, I I, I I I remember him as Doug, but I've watched X Men two probably I, as many times as I've watched this. So like, to me, barely equally. <laughs> I, I like to give him credit. He does have my favorite scene in uh, X two, but uh, you know those dangerous mutants they're always talking about. I'm the worst one, and then he fucks everybody up. Like like yes, uh, Pyro is uh, a cab because he fucks all those cops <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> I remember vividly too and shit when he was doing promotion for this movie. They kept asking him about the. Uh, the last stand and shit. He was visibly annoyed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like he wants to talk about this movie. Then, hey, so what? What they got planned for 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 the next X Men? And he's just like, yeah, they're doing whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, can we, like, can we talk about this movie, please? Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, um, Big Bob goes and gets himself killed, uh, because of Bobby's uh. Cowardness, I would, I should say, he goes and gets everybody else killed because he doesn't notify them. And here comes Doug, the liberal that has to go and save everyone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like you thought, uh, um, you didn't think very highly of Doug and shit, but the he's the one that had to go out and shit and fucking rescue the baby and, and all that stuff. Well, obviously it's his daughter, so he's going to do that anyway. But um, that like. I mentioned the one character is the reason why I still think very highly of this movie, and that is Doug, uh, played by uh, Aaron Stanford. Is uh, believe how you say his name, how you pronounce his name? Probably. I, I just say I just say, say Pyro. Yeah, yeah, Pyro to you, Doug to me. Um, <laughs> like it, 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 obviously, you know my 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 love affair for, uh, for uh, the original Evil Dead and the character of Ash in that movie, and. Doug really brings back, like, you know, like, just thoughts and visions of, like, the way his his character arc goes, where, like, you know, he's kind of the timid, you know, liberal, and then, weirdly enough, becomes the Sergio Leone hero uh, by the end of the movie. Like, like I was rewatching, I was like, I, I forgot how much this became a fucking Sergio Leone western by the end of it. Well, know? It's actually, I mean, it's, it's less Leone and more like fucking Peckinpah. Like, they even said, like, it was yeah, like, yeah. Small Dogs was a huge influence on it. And I was like, that makes sense. Like, looking at it, it was just like the guy, I, I was like, that was, I was watching it with Danny last night, and like, um, she instantly hated him. <laughs> like, she was just like, because like, A, because he's like such a, like, he's like such a dick when you first meet him. 
and also is like ogling Emily DeVraven, which I mean, whatever. Um, I but, mean, um, I, I, I don't know if it was like, yeah, like he does stare with her in a second, but then like you, you can see he comes to his senses like, nah, like he's <laughs> like, oh, nah, nah. Yeah, no, he, he, he has his own hot wife. I understand. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, Kimberly Mullen. Uh, for for, the, for those who uh, remember Ladybugs, I was gonna say, and also uh, <laughs> she was in um, what's the Josh Hartnett movie where he wouldn't fuck? Uh, Forty Days and Forty Nights. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she was in that too. I remember that. Um, but um, but, but no, wasn't like, she? Wasn't wasn't she also in Eyes Wide Shut? Maybe I can't remember. I, I I think she was like she she played like I think prostitute that uh, seduced uh, Tom Cruise in that movie. It's been so long since I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't say. Yeah. But no, but um, like she hated him because like and like whatever. And then I was just like, I she's like, I hope he dies first. I was like, well, you're gonna go on a journey, babe. (laughs) It's just like much like (laughs) much like Pyro was about to. You're about to go on a journey with this man, like because it's because really it breaks down to being the reason I think the movie does work is because it's like, um, ultimately. He is the guy who isn't particularly likable. Like, he's not necessarily like the guy who you're like on board with right away. Like he's not even like he's, like even though he's like ostracized by the family, he's not particularly sympathetic. Like he is kind of a dick. Yeah. But like because he just had to watch his wife die in front of him, yeah. literally, because like she dies initially and then like she like has that last gasp. And, like, he has to be there for that. And then uh, his baby is gone. So the whole movie is basically just him. It's not even, like, a, it's like, it's funny because he's, like, I feel like it could be played as, like, Last House and Left thing where, like, revenge. But it's not. It's clearly not. It's just literally just him trying to save yeah. the baby. Like, I like, I don't feel like he would have, if they just gave the baby back, I don't think, I think they would have gotten the fuck out of there. Yeah. It wasn't like he wanted vengeance. It was just, like, whatever. He has to, ends up getting vengeance by virtue of the fact that, like, he has no other choice, and also, in many cases, through pretty much blind luck. Like, I do love they have, like, the whole, um, the sequence between him and, like, the whole fighting sequence between him and Pluto. Yes. Where it literally, at the end of it, I, I, this can't be an accident. Because it really, it breaks down in the end to being true romance. Like, the bit in true romance with, um, Gandolfini and Patricia Arquette in the hotel room. Oh, yeah. It literally, it ends the same way. Whereas, like, he's basically dead and fucked. And he has, like, this one shitty weapon that he's just, like, holding up in front of himself. And Pluto is just like, ha ha, look at the little guy. <laughs> and this, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and then it ends up being his fucking downfall. But it's like, that sequence is like, whatever. But it's, like, again, all of it is just blind luck and also <laughs> constantly being saved by the dog. <laughs> like, and, like, suddenly, like, Danny pointed out, and she was correct, that Beast is the real MVP of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Also, like in that sequence, and I, I, I love that sequence. That, um, that like, cause, cause as we stated, this movie is incredibly faithful to the original to a certain extent. Like that, that extent being, um, that whole big fight sequence between Doug and Pluto in the house, where it basically just becomes a, a WWE match. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like on steroids because the way he flings Doug around the fucking house, like he even fucking. Uh, spears him through the wall. <laughs> My favorite thing is like when he's like he puts the, the he struggles with the tub in front of the door, and then Pluto just fucking bursts through the fucking other wall, like the side wall. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that's why you when you have a giant, you don't just assume he's gonna come through the door. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like one thing I I, I like you know re noticed I guess 
was uh he 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 uh he his Doug's initial weapon is a, is a is a baseball bat which gets snapped in half and he uses the bottom half to stab Pluto in the stomach and stu- and Pluto just looks down and like oh what you what you what you doing there you, th- you thought you did something <laughs> silly man bitch slap right and then uh. Like you know, you that the whole the moment you just mentioned uh, the true romance moment where like you know he's holding up the the, the puny screwdriver, and Pluto's just like, <laughs> look at this guy, <laughs> he thinks that's gonna hurt me, <laughs> and he's laughing at the dude the, with the dude in the wheelchair who's the the, the, the melty looking dude. Um, the melty looking dude is um, if anyone else besides me loves the movie Go, he is uh, the British fellow from Go. Oh, no, I I, I don't recall. Um, so, and like, like, yeah, and, uh, eventually, um, (laughs) and like, he's looking at, uh, Melty Dude, and he's like, ah, this fucking guy, and that's when, like, that, that beautiful moment where Doug is just like, and then he stabs him in the foot, and then Pluto's like, ah, but it's like, and that just, like, makes me laugh, like, for a second, like, it doesn't take me out of the movie, but it makes me laugh, it's like, you just got speared through the fucking stomach with, with a with a, a piece of baseball bat, and you just laughed it off, but it's getting stabbed in the foot with a screwdriver is where you just like, oh my god, it hurts, oh, oh. I will say, in fairness to Pluto, I have been tattooed on both my stomach and my foot, and the foot was so much worse, so I'm just saying, if I'm gonna get stabbed anywhere... The foot is better than the stomach, is all I'm saying. Fair enough. But uh, I, I always find that funny because he just, like, laughs off the the, the, the the stab to the stomach. And, like, he gets, like, not just, like, stab, he gets, like, ran through. Like, it, it comes out the other side. Yes. Um, I mean, it goes to, it comes out the, the, the bottom of the foot, too, when he gets stabbed in the foot. And he's just like, you know. Ah! But getting stabbed in the stomach was apparently fine. You know, it's just, you know. You know, you have an internal organs there, but you know that doesn't, you know, that doesn't matter. But getting stabbed through the foot is just like where it's just like, oh, this is hell. I can't take this anymore. And then, of course, that's when he pulls the American flag uh, uh, out of Big Bob's head, stabs him to the throat, and then fucking chops him in the forehead with uh, his battle axe. And that's when uh, Doug becomes our 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 fucking. He like he become he becomes the man, you know what I'm saying? Because like he wasn't I guess seen as a man before. He was just a you know puny little uh, liberal, but then he becomes the, the 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 hero we all so desperately needed. Um, I also love when he fucks up a uh, cameo by Greg Nicotero. I was gonna say Nicotero. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, no, I, I do like it's like the person who is probably I would guess. Under the most um, like makeup and prosthetics in the movie is I'm guessing Nicotero. I could be wrong, because um, like there's like all of his face is covered, and like he's got like that big like he, he looks very hulking, and I don't think he's normally that hulking. Yeah. So like I think it's all whatever, but uh, but yeah, no, I do love Nicotero's little cameo and like the way that like uh, their little fight where it's like he thinks he's got him and they instantly just takes him down and like there's a little like insert shot that was in, like every fucking trailer where like spins the fucking uh, oh yeah his hand to the tic-tac side and just wham yeah that that is that is that is a wonderful shot you know what I'm saying? because that shows that the uh there the, the, there is a hint of of viciousness in uh doug at this moment just by the the switch of like you know the turning of the 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 axe 
Just a, nah, fuck that. Uh, you're gonna die now. You're dead. Uh, I've killed them all. Like, he's like literally straw dogs. I got them yeah. all. You know what I'm saying? And then, no, you didn't, because uh, Ruby has to save you. Uh, which uh, I, I I did not know. I mean, obviously at the oh, time, geez. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, who uh, was like, oh, shit, that's the girl from uh, Victor Crowley. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. What, was, what was she in? Yeah, she's Victor. She's uh, um, Adam um, Green's, like, really close friend. So she's also in Holliston, like, the show that he did. Oh, um, okay. Uh, but, yeah, um, like, I think it's funny. is like, I don't, the reason I know that is because when she was on um, the movie Crypt, and, like, they had mentioned it, where it's, like, um, that's how they first met, I guess, was, like, her being on Hills of Eyes. And, I mean, because Adam Green, it's funny, um, when you think about it now, all the guys who were, like, part of, like, known like the Splat Pack, yeah. Um, because like some of them like have made it so much further than others. It was like when they were all positioned as equals, it was like Adam Green and James Wan and Alexander Aja and Greg McLean and Rob Zombie. It's just like all these guys, it's like, oh my god, like it's like there's just like now it's like it's such wildly different placement in terms of where they ended up. But yeah, I guess like um You mean where you mean there's James Wan and then everybody else? <laughs> well, to be fair to James Wan, I will say there was a good period because I remember talking about that with uh because I just watched uh the first two Insidious movies with Danny um like last weekend. And um like James Wan after Dead Silence, he was kind of in the um the Martin Breast spot, if you will, yeah. where basically, like, he was basically after Dead Silence and uh, Death Sentence, he was kind of fucked. And then it was like, well, what if I make a million dollar fucking horror movie? Like, what about then? And it was just like, let's see what happens. And it made like a hundred million dollars. Like, James Wan is back. And it was just like, so it's like, to be fair to James Wan, he was almost like in the same place as everybody else. It's just a matter of he was smart enough and talented enough that he managed to like, rocket himself above his peers later but like at the time not so much that was like that was definitely not a thing at that exact moment in time but yeah no that was the whole thing with like laura ortiz like i remember like they told the story where like they had met i think it's funny because like i i thought it was like makeup and i realized it was just like it was just like um like cgi dots yeah, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. really effective because like i never questioned it like when the theater like i thought it was, i thought it was just the same makeup that like Pluto was wearing, Lizard was wearing. Like, I thought it was yeah. the same shit. So like that's it's really effective. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Most definitely. And uh I was I was just like so like bummed when uh uh because in, in the in the original uh Ruby survives. You know, mm -hmm. she she helps Doug out and she survives and you know they the I mean the the ending to uh <laughs> that film is very abrupt. Uh, the original Hills Have Eyes, but this one goes on a little bit longer. You know, it has a. I was gonna say a happy ending, but no, that that final image just you know that's the that's the one thing about the movie I do not like, is the you know because it's it's got that grand score you know which is weird coming out of Tom and Andy, uh yeah. the, the the composers for this movie because you know you usually get the like synthy score from them, but uh he's got this grand kind of fucking you know. Eno Morricone score, like, you know, and, like, the families come together, the baby's rescued, uh, they just killed Billy Drago, uh, they blowed him up, and then she, she put a pickaxe in his fucking forehead, and then, like, they see Doug coming with, with Beast and the baby, and they're like, oh my god, we made it, and then just pull back, and like, no, 
there's still some left. You're being watched, and then cut to black, and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, like, I did, but like my problem was like, because I remember that saying with uh, because I was with, with Danny last night, and like uh, I was just like, I was like, yeah, they made more, but like, eh. <laughs> and like, and she was like, oh, they they make like a lot more. Like, no, no, in both cases, they only made one more. It was like they, they failed twice at making a sequel. It was just like they just they could not make more than one Hills of Eyes sequel ever. That was the only way this would ever work. It's like we try it once, then we fail, we never try it again. Um, right. Like it does, it, it is, I do think it's cool setup. And also, I do think it's true to the genre. Like, I mean, like literally every fucking Chucky movie leaves the door open for a sequel. So, like, I don't mind this movie leaving the door open for a sequel. Like, it's just like, it's it's, a, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh no, the family. But like, it's still, I'm like, oh cool, I wonder where the story is gonna go. So like, I I never I would never mind it personally. It just, now that I know where the story is gonna go, <laughs> that's the problem. No, yeah, it's, 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 it's that thing where, um, cause you, you do go on a journey um, with this, like it's particularly with Doug, you know what I'm saying? Like. You said Doug is kind of dickish in in the start at the start of the film, and then he becomes the warrior, you know, like who goes to rescue his uh his daughter, you know what I'm saying? And just is what's the, what's that whole uh thing that the when it came to horror movies that Raimi had come up with, like you know rules, like you know it's like you must taste blood to be a man, and and that's essentially what Doug does, you know what I'm saying? He comes down fucking dripping in it, yeah. you know. And then it's like, you know, uh, I also got to note that, uh, like, once it becomes day and Doug goes on his rescue mission to rescue Catherine, the, the, the baby, uh, that's all I give a fuck about because uh, uh, Bobby and Brenda's whole side thing. Like, even in I the. I really <laughs> like that personally. Like, I, I also, for two reasons A, I like those characters. B, I like what they ultimately do. And C, um, I really, really, really like Billy Drago in general. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. Um, and it's funny. It's like, it's speaking of like the times where you could just we were just spending money that for no reason. Um, I do love the whole thing of um. I remember seeing in the DVD special features that um, Jupiter had like a like a dead conjoined twin attached to him. Yeah. Um, that they never even show in the movie. It's just like this was a this is a thing they had Nicotero design just for no fucking reason apparently. Um, that, that was like, that was one of like not to cut you off. That was one yeah. of Craven's uh, things because like I've mentioned before, he did a commentary track with him and uh, producer uh, partner of the original and, and and of this Peter Locke, and um. They, they they noted that that like you know he's one of the mutants but like the way he shot in the movie like he just shows up he said and the, Craven was like I'm, I'm just looking at this like like he knows exactly what was planned but the, like the way he just shot he's like who's that <laughs> <laughs> I mean my only thing is I do think um, the thing is with him is you definitely know he's a mutant because he's basically fucking unkillable until they put the fucking axe into his head. Like, he survives getting blown up in a giant explosion. He's totally fine laughing, having a good time in, like, the wreckage of the bomb they basically turn the airstream into. It takes a fucking, like, pickaxe to the skull to actually take him out. Um, but, like, but the thing is, I do think... The other thing about this movie, because to your point, though, is um, the thing I was struck by when I was watching it again um, last night was how fucking like 
lean and brisk of a movie it is. Yeah. Like, there is not, like, an ounce of fucking, like, fat on it. It's just fucking just, like, go, 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 go. So, like, I'm, like, I definitely understand why things were probably, like, cut. Because it was just, like, because that's honestly what you should. Like, it's, like, especially in a horror movie. Like, it's, like, a horror movie should never, if it's ever dragging, you're fucked. Like, that defeats the fucking purpose of doing this. Like, you have to, like, constantly. Terrifier you. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> I love Terrifier 2. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but um because i disagree but that's fine um but no but like this movie it's like it's, it's the same thing kind of similarly to um high tension and i think actually a lot of all shows work where it's just like go 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 and like my favorite is um obviously like we alluded to is piranha um but like it, it's always just go 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 like he knows how to fucking just like, crawl for that matter like i mean like all of his shit is just like fucking he knows just all killer, no filler. And that's why, like, I was, like, I, I definitely think it's a bummer that we don't get to see the, like, Quato attached to um, Jupiter. <laughs> um, but, like, it doesn't bother me in the context of the movie because I think that, like, the movie still works and might have been slowed down because of that, and I'd rather they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, uh, also, it's fucking Billy Drago playing Jupiter. I don't think you need much, you know what I'm saying, to... To, to like you know just announce him as the 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 the, the father of this entire clan because it's just it's Billy fucking Drago, you know he he's slimy enough, <laughs> you know like there's that there's that 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 one joke I heard um when it comes to like just how slimy and sleazy Billy Drago was as an actor whenever you saw him in something where it's just like oh we need a, we need an actor who 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 represents sleazy real good in in, in this picture, uh. How about we get Billy Drago? Whoa, whoa, not that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so it's like it's 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 great, you know, um, that like he just shows up for a nice, good, uh, chunky paycheck, uh, you know, just to basically eat out uh, Kathleen Quinlan's heart, and then and chase around her her little schmuck son, because um, yeah, I I uh, like here's the thing, uh, in the original. Uh, it was Brenda who got on my fucking nerves with that Bobby, Bobby, don't leave me, Bobby, don't leave me, dead! Like you know that that constant fucking screaming by that actress was just excruciating. And this one, it's Bobby because Bobby is a dick. Um, like I like I noted before, you know, I'm saying his failure to alert the family of the you know the the danger out there. Also, um. Him being a, a son of a conservative, you know, he's all like fucking gung ho. Like, uh, um, they just killed uh, Kimberly Mullen, uh, shot uh, Kathleen Quinlan. Uh, the baby's gone. And he's like, let's go out there and get them. And, and Doug rightfully goes, like, dude, l l look at your mother. L look at your sister. You just watch your fucking father burn to death out there. Fucking Buffalo Bill and shit. We just watch burn to, to, and, to a uh, fucking... Not Kenny Kane. Uh, Rusty Nail. <laughs> yeah. <Enjoy ride. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, you just watch him become a fucking uh, uh, a Big Mac over, out there and shit. And you're going to sit there like, now let's go get him. Like, you know, we, oh, we no, need... No, 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 Rob, Rob, Rob. What the fuck is the matter with you? It's right there. You didn't take it. He's a former cop. It's a pig roast. Come on, Rob. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I I I I I give it to you. I, I completely missed that. And um great apologies. But um 
I'm glad you called it so you can make it known. Yes, we watch a pig get roasted, this motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, uh, credit Aja for being a cab as well, because <laughs> <laughs> because he's he's very celebratory of the fact that she, uh, obviously Doug is either Doug is still fucking uh, a cab and she was like, oh yeah, the desert needs a fucking rent a cop out here, you know what I'm saying? Like, and she's like, hey, leave my dad alone. He's like, fuck that guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, yeah, we watch uh, we watch we watch Buffalo Bill cook, and like you know. He watches his his sister's brains all over the fucking interior of the trailer home. His mother has a giant fucking hole in her and shit. His baby sister, uh, well, niece, is 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 gone. And he's just like, let's go get him. I got this puny little pistol, you know, with just you know one clip. Let's 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 go get these animals. And Doug is rightfully like, chill the fuck out, dude. We need to think this through. And he's like, oh, you fucking pussy. You don't want to go out there and do nothing. It's like, you want to get your fucking ass eaten off? Chill the fuck out, little shit. And then you see what happens the next day when he's left in, he's really left in charge. Uh, he uses his mother and sister as bait to lure in. And he fucking makes the, this, this, this fucking booby trap. Cause I, I like I like how uh, uh, Aja fucking continues uh, Craven's uh, <laughs> yeah, obsession with booby traps. <laughs> Cause that was a whole thing with, with Craven. Uh, what was it? Last House on the Left, Hills of Eyes, even all the way up to Nightmare on Elm Street. He had the hero setting up booby traps. You know. <laughs> And then, like, after that, he was like, yeah, that's enough of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aja decided to continue it on and then show that, yeah, Craven, these don't, these don't fucking work <laughs> in real-life situations. I mean, he blew the fuck up real nice. He basically threw that airstream into a fucking bomb. So, like, I, no. I'm into it personally. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing, though. Uh, Cra- Craven, Craven noted in his commentary that uh, when, when, when fucking uh, Jupiter... Uh, crashes into the window and shit to, to grab Bobby and shit. He said, and now all the fucking uh, the the fumes are escaping, so <laughs> it shouldn't blow up because it's all escaping out the window because it's wide open now. He said, uh, <laughs> like, Craven, it's a movie. Just get on with it. You know what I'm saying? You created Freddy Krueger, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Don't act like you know logic is your thing now. <laughs> you directed Vampire in fucking Brooklyn, sir. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> and I God. love you. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I gotta, love you with all my heart. I'm just yeah. saying. God rest your soul. Yeah, uh, you, you, you were a master. We're, we're just saying, like you were. I think you were a little too hard on Aja. Like, like that. That's the, that's what I was noting. That where it's like he was almost kind of like, like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, but then it's like, yeah, but you and your son wrote the Hills of Eyes too a year later and shit. And look at the fuck how that turned out. That was also my birthday movie for the very next year and shit. And I fucking hated it. <laughs> yes, uh, I was sitting there in bewilderment, like fucking at, at the stupidity of your characters that you wrote. And I think he did that on purpose. Like, you know, saying like the way he like, um, I remember because uh, I eventually bought the DVD anyway. Shows how fucking stupid I am. I have uh, it, but I inherited it. Like my tattoo artist was like, he had like a big thing of DVDs, and he was like, "These are all either going in the trash or your apartment. I don't care which." And like, so I just took them all, and one of them in there was Hills of Eyes too. I have not watched it since I've gotten it, but I do have it. Right. Oh, like yeah. In my case, um, I, I deserve some um, defend myself right, right quick. It came in the two pack with the. 
the first uh, Hills of Eyes, you know, like in the Blu-ray yeah. combo pack. So it was like, and it was only like ten bucks. So I was like, yeah, you know. And then I rewatched it. and I was like, yeah, this still is, this still isn't good, Craven. I don't know what the fuck you. And like the way he was just kind of like almost like me and my son could write it. Like if that's what you guys are making, me and my son could write something like that in a month. And they did, and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> it shows y'all were just fucking around and shit. Like, yeah. yeah. And then and then the guy has a wallet just shoved in his head for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we drown a guy in his own poo in an outhouse. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fun. We're all just sitting there watching it like, Craven, Craven, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think you went too far in places. <laughs> but um, going back to 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 to, to the, the uh, I was gonna say the original, and that's clearly not the case. Um, the 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 first one, um, it's it was just like. It, it's like it, it's still my like it's not my all time favorite remake. Let's get that clear. But from that era where like remakes were all the rage, it is still my favorite because it's like it it perfectly captures what made you know the remakes that we grew up on so great, like you know the thing, the fly, the blob, where it's like it, it took what the original had and like added on like you know Aja added on like his own thing, you know where he like it, it's this it's almost like in, in this case it's almost the same movie but like it's clearly his vision, yeah, you know where it's just like he's not just doing what Craven did. I mean he essentially is, but. He's doing it his own way, and he's adding his own things, because uh, uh, Doug becoming the fucking uh, the 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 Western hero, and and the second half of the movie and shit. It's just I was like, yeah, uh, Craven, you know, you, you're still the master, but this shit this shit is better. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Doug. Like you know, it's not the case. Like you know, because it, you, Craven can't even be faulted how we feel about. Um, the original because he wasn't there yet but it, it, the, the potential was clearly shown for the master of horror he would become like i mean obviously he terrified fucking audiences back in the day with that one-two punch of last house on the left and hills of eyes i mean rewatching it now though they're they're so fucking dated particularly oh, yeah. particularly last house on the left that shit is like their moments within and there was just absolutely fucking putrid to you know what i'm saying to watch not not just like in the the, the actions, but just like you know, uh, the, the the shit that was just put in there, like you know the poor attempts at comedy, uh, the the acting. Um, I know what was the 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 the, the one actress who played like one of the the Krug's gang who was I don't married. Know names. <laughs> like no, like I yeah I don't I don't know her either, but I know oh, she was yeah. she was married to Richard Dreyfus, and like you know for for a while, and they had children. And she had stated that uh, her children, event, th- th- those children eventually watched Last House on the Left. And they told her it was the worst fucking movie they had ever seen. <laughs> like, that she was in the worst movie ever. And it's like, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, it's not uh, it's not particularly great, no. Um, I, I, however, though, I, I, will, I would like to shit on myself for a second. Because I remember the first time I watched it, uh, I thought the, the deputy cop was fucking... Uh, uh, fucking Richard Tyson, and um, my girlfriend at the time was like, "No, he would have been too fucking young to have done that." And she said, "That's that's that's fucking uh, yeah, that's Crease." Uh, I actually I said I said yesterday actually Danny because like we were watching Cobra Kai, and um, like um, 
I talked about Hills of Eyes because, like, and and um, Last House on the Left, and which obviously she's never, she's only to this day. I mean, she's only did she just saw this remake, so she had definitely not seen the originals um, or either version of um, Last House on the Left. But I was just like, last I basically was describing um, like how dark Last House on the Left gets. But I was like, but the weird thing is that they do these like odd comedy sequences too. But I was like, mm-hmm. I mentioned um, that I was just like. Oh, you know who's in that movie? I was just like, Crease. And I was like, but he doesn't play one of the fucked up guys. He plays the guy who's in the comedy segments. It's fucking weird. It is. Um, there's so many, like, Craven even knows, like, the bad comedy, you know, is like, he didn't know what the fuck he was thinking. Um, I like, I, I, I mean, I guess, you know, trying to, uh, you know, lighten up the situation because it's about to get really fucking dire. Uh, in, in Last House on the Left, and but it doesn't work because all the comedy is bad. There's only there's only one moment that uh, like of comedy that, that genuinely makes me laugh is um when they're talking to uh, Mary's friend, uh, the parents, and uh, so what do your parents do? Oh, they're in the iron and steel business. Iron and steel business. That sounds funny. Yeah, my mother irons and my father steals. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the that's the one joke that makes me laugh. Everything else is dog shit. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I will say is I don't have the most like personal affection for those movies, but I do think that like the thing with this that I think makes it um, kind of interesting is like those movies were made by Wes out the gates like but like i literally i had said cause i was saying it to dan yesterday i was like he is like he's I, I was like people say last is left this is for me it technically wasn't i was like originally he did uh i don't know how many he did but i know he did porn first and like she yes. was like whatever about it and i was just like no but then i was like it's different it was a different time like literally where it's like now if you want to be a filmmaker christ even in the 80s if you want to be a filmmaker you can get a camera you can make a movie in the 70s, that was not a fucking thing. It was just like, you basically, you want to be a filmmaker, you take what the fuck you can get and hopefully work your way up. Like, so it's like, I do think, I never like gave him shit for that, but I also think like, the whole thing with like Last of and Left and Hills of Eyes is like him kind of figuring shit out, which is why I think um, Last of and Left is um, weaker than the Hills of Eyes uh, original. Yeah. Um, but it definitely not, neither is as strong as where he would get, but it's, he just kept kind of kept moving up and moving, like figuring yeah. things out. Um, this was the work of a guy who is kind of in the same position, um, with Aja, but I think that he had a better sense out of the gate of who he was and what he wanted to do. And I think that the movie shows, cause this is, a, it's funny cause like, cause we talk about this as a jump. It's like how it's kind of like definitely Aja's vision. But it's like you, you have to go back to think about it. He was really young when he made this. Like I think he was still in his 20s or maybe like really early 30s. Um, but like he was really young when he made this. And the fact that it has such a clear vision for it and the fact that it's executed so well says a lot for him as a filmmaker and says a lot for what... I still think he's underrated as a director because like... Um, like I do think he, the people have affection for him. Because I remember like when Crawl came out, people were like, oh, Alexander Aja, like whatever. But it was, it's not like, I feel like he should be as much a name as, like, anybody where, like, in horror where you're like, that's, like, like, you know, like and I love Terrifier too. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, like. Yes, we know. Says, like, I, I know. When it says, like, Damien Leone's Terrifier 2, I'm like, but nobody knew who the fuck Damien Leone was. Um, and that's, it, which, I mean, I get, probably from his perspective, it's kind of the same thing as, like, John, he's, like, basically doing a John Carpenter where he's, like, trying to, like, yeah. 
brand it. And that's fine. But I was like, my whole thing is like, I feel like if anyone should have it, it should be a guy like Aja. But I think the only reason that, that Aja doesn't really is because he is such a like, he has kind of like, none of his movies are necessarily like the same. Like, um, like The Hills Have Eyes isn't anything like, let's say, like Crawl. Like, um, like Horns isn't anything like Mirrors. Like, it's just, like all of his stuff is like yeah. so different from one another. Right. That like he has like he he's just he's such a good like um, journeyman I guess director that yeah. like people don't really kind of give him the credit that I think he deserves. But, like this movie alone, I feel like like this like the one two punch of like this and High Tension um, are enough that to me he's always been one of the best voices in fucking horror as far as I'm concerned. Like I like and I think this movie that's what I'm saying. Like this movie is almost twenty years old and I feel like still works pretty much just as well as it did when I saw it in the theater. So, like, actually it works better because I remember when I saw, because uh, this is, like, I watched the unrated cut because that's what I've been watching ever since it came out on DVD. But yeah. I remember in the theater, um, a lot of the cuts were def- de- detrimental to the film because, yeah. like, I remember in the theater, uh, it's really obvious that Lizard is going to get up at the end uh, because he only, like, shoots him twice in the original cut um, and not, like, really big wounds. Whereas, like, in the... Um, unrated cut like he like shoots him several times including like in the throat throat. (laughs) so it's like it seems like he's gone and when he gets up it's surprising um but no like so i definitely think like this movie definitely like i think deserves you especially more often we're talking about like the remakes of the 2000s deserves you brought up more often because like as i said it's not my favorite one but it's among my favorite ones like i think it's by far like at the top of the pile above a lot of things that people give more credit to that I'm not going to say because I'm going to get in trouble if I do, um, that came out the next year that had Rob Zombie. Um, but, yeah. like, <laughs> um, but, like, but, no, but, like, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's just such a fucking well-made movie. Like, it's just, and it still fucking works, like, 20 years later. I just, it, it fucking rules, man. It just fucking rules. Yeah, like, to be honest, I don't, I don't, as far as his track record is concerned, I don't think he has a bad one in the bunch. Um, there's high tension. There's this mirrors. I, I really like mirrors. Um, that that kind of like I, I don't know why, but the the, the kind of like so seemingly fucked up his jive. Like you know, like his yeah, you know. And I I thought mirrors was solid. You know what I'm saying? Even though like every time Kiefer Sutherland yells in the movie, he takes me out of it because it's like there's Jack Bauer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the only thing is that the only reason I think it fucked up his job is because it, it was so different from what he was doing at the time. Like, it wasn't like the French extremity style. So, like, I think people were like taken aback by it. But I think that's actually probably helped him in the long run as a director because, like, he doesn't have a specific style. It's like he's like pinned down to. He just does. Yeah, yeah he well-made he, movies. Yeah, he he understands uh, exactly what every film he does needs. You know what I'm saying? And it's like not particularly like you know to, to give it all the same style it's like you know th- this film needs this and this film needs that you know like high tension kind of has like a disjointed feel and obviously because you know the protagonist so antagonist you know not to spoil high tension <laughs> kind of has like a disjointed way of looking at things uh this one is a lot more straightforward um you know obviously mirrors is, is ghost story but it, it's very fucking you know just grody like uh amy smart's uh death scene in there and shit is fucked up um and then of course uh, i followed that up with uh the piranha um 
and like that that one couldn't be as different from the, the past three because like 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 he he understands that we're we're having fun here. So this is going to be a fun time. I remember going to see it. I saw it in 3D. Uh, I, I and like I don't uh, like as a kid. I got popcorn and candy and soda. You know what I'm saying. Nowadays I just go to the fucking movie. You know what I'm saying and watch the movie and then just you know just do my thing afterwards. You know get something to eat. But uh, I like I, I felt like that's exactly what I was getting into when I was going to watch Piranha. So like I got me a giant tub of fucking popcorn and and a soda and that's exactly what I needed because it was like that old school summer thing. You know and then um <clears throat> what was after Piranha? Um I want to say it was crawled to convince me in the middle. I'm no, sure. what was it was it was it like was it didn't he do like a fucking uh uh Daniel Radcliffe movie? That's Horns. I can't remember what year Horns came out. Oh no, Horns was 2013s. That was up for Piranha. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was before Piranha. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um as a matter of fact like I I can't really say about his track record because I haven't seen Horns. Um It's not bad. Yeah. And then uh Crawl was after that, right? And crawl is fucking solid as fuck. Uh, we're definitely doing crawl. Yes. Um, you know, we, we already have the pairing set up. We're just, you know, looking uh, a section to fit it into the schedule. But we're definitely doing crawl because I, I definitely want to talk about crawl because I fucking love the shit out of crawl. Yes. Um, and and the film it's paired with, um, which is which is weird. That <laughs> <laughs> that is a journey I took on with the, the that first movie. Um, as you you will see, uh, I wrote count, but uh, like yeah, you, and it was because of you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Aja like definitely deserves a lot of credit. You know what I'm saying? Because he's one of like is, you mentioned the splat pack, and he's definitely one of the the most assured uh, hands in in that troop of filmmakers. I mean, we all note that Juan is absolutely the most successful one. Um, and then everybody else is just kind of like, I guess, uh, uh, Eli is probably like not a close second, but like, you know, he's, he's definitely second because like his films were successful. Like I was say for a time, I think he was number one. And then it just like, as like the last like several years, it just kind of, this kind of like just fell down the rankings, um, because it was just like, well, like, I mean, in, in his defense, like his output is not as thorough as yeah is as as Juan because Juan you know what I'm saying which is weird too because Juan has stayed consistent even though like he makes fucking like these these you know between his horror pictures he makes the fucking big budget blockbusters uh you know which which I think is going to keep him at the forefront of the splat pack forever you know, <laughs> the, the man has two films that have grossed over a billion dollars each you know what I'm saying so it's like yeah, he's not going anywhere. I don't see Rob Zombie making a fucking billion dollar picture anytime soon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though I like the monsters, um, but uh, you know that's 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 not getting him anywhere. <laughs> see, I'm see, I'm not taking a shot at the monsters like you do with Terrifier too, because I'm a better friend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, but you mentioned you know. Uh, oh, the, the, the horror movies, you know, I like horror movies that are really well paced and don't drag. And it's like, that's a load of horse shit. <laughs> You're a load of horse shit.
Um, and our second movie is um, one. We're actually, I guess, we're going to kind of talk about both. Um, but my my main impetus for this was um, the original 1954 uh, Godzilla Gojira. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce that Japanese because um, that would just be embarrassing. Um, but <laughs> it's a movie that um, it's funny because like when you first mentioned this, like apparently you were thinking of like King of the Monsters and I was thinking of um, the original uh, 54. Um, but like the original version that I did see admittedly when I was a little kid um, was uh, the King of the Monsters version because you couldn't get um, the original version over here until like the 2000s or something. Yeah. Um, but um, but for me, it's like it was a movie that I've actually been. It's funny because like when you mentioned it, it was kind of perfect timing because um, I remember after I watched because it was like we we had like we kind of like like off mic whatever talking about like Barbenheimer or whatever. Um, where after I was done with Oppenheimer, like I did not want to watch something like positive or happy. Like I was just like I was I, I did not feel in the headspace to watch something like fun and happy. Like I know a lot of people probably want that, but they were like, after watching Oppenheimer, they're like, I need to be brought back up. And yeah. I was like, I didn't have that feeling. Um, my only thought was to go home and watch uh, Gojira, Godzilla. Um, because it's like, um, it's funny. Cause it's like watching it, like, watching it. It's very much, it's very open to interpretation, but it's also very clear. Um, because um, when I was watching with Danny, like Danny had never seen it before last night. Cause it's very, it's a very dark, and somber film, Gojira as it is. Um, like obviously, um, King of the Monsters is a much more like straight up like American monster picture. Like it's very much yeah. like, in the vein of like them. Um, but like um, the original um, Japanese film is very like dark and it's very somber. It's very dour. Like it's very like it's 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 a it's a it's it's a horror movie in the truest sense because it's basically. Um, a Japanese filmmaker kind of coming to terms with um, how the country felt after getting fucking atomic bombs dropped on them. And um, my whole thing with it was like, I was watching with Danny and Danny was like saying that Godzilla uh, represented America. And I was like, that's a fair interpretation. Um, my interpretation was always that Godzilla literally represented the bomb. It's like, it's yeah. pure atomic destruction. Um, just manifested in a physical being. Um, but like, it's there's a lot of different ways to interpret it, but basically, no matter what, it's basically just how Japan felt after getting fucking bombs dropped on them. Yeah. Like, like the, the anxiety and like the pain and like, and it's perfectly captured, I think, in the film, the 54 film. Because like that, as I said, like that movie is really dark um, but it also, to me, it's really, it's still really, it's, it's still the blueprint of like what you would get from Godzilla later. Like, so definitely it's still fun to see this, a giant monster doing stuff. Like, it's like, like kaiju movies are awesome regardless. Yeah. Um, but it's just like that movie is kind of in a, like, leave you its own in a way that like, I think that some people have kind of replicated. Cause I think that, um, the Shin Godzilla they did in Japan um, has like a similar vibe, which I mean they were obviously going for, and um, the Gareth Edwards movie um, they did in 2014, the American one. I think that has a similar vibe in a good way. Um, well, they were also trying to have, have their cake and eating it too, where it has a similar vibe, but also has 
giant monster fights. They're like, well, yeah. <laughs> this is, we're still doing that, uh, which is fine. Um, but yeah, no, there's something very singular about the original Godzilla um, that I really love. Um, so yeah, that's why I was really excited to talk about it. But, um, but yeah, when I watched King of the Monsters again, too, it was funny because like, um, it was the first time I'd watched that since I was a little kid. And um, it is like, it's weird how it's, because you would ask me before we did this, if I wanted to do um, King of the Monsters or Godzilla, and I was like, we can really do both, because it literally is the same movie. It's just a matter of, like, it's how you kind of, as you kind of alluded to um, before, like, we were like, what to talk about, whatever, um, where they kind of Snyder cutted it, where it's like, basically, it was kind of the original Snyder cut, although it's like a different situation, yeah. where, like, this was signed off upon, um, they were like, whatever, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and do this for American audiences. Like, no, we're fine with that. It wasn't until, like, they did <laughs> the role of Ember Godzilla. They were like, okay, so no, 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 no. We did not agree to that shit. Like, that was not what we agreed to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, um, the King of the Monsters version definitely, it's funny how it's the exact same movie, but it feels so fucking different. That's, like, yeah. my kind of my main takeaway from watching it the other night. No, yeah, the, like, it, it is essentially the same movie. The only thing difference is it's just that uh, has these obviously inserted footage of Raymond Burr. Uh, yeah. Playing Steve Martin, um, <laughs> which I always find funny. Uh, I was I was making a joke to myself, and it's like uh, they got Steve Martin in here, and he's not a jerk. Like, <laughs> it's my dad joke for the, for this yes. evening. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, like there's the, the different like because the original Gojira is 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 definitely a lot fucking darker than like it's it's weird too because like like you said it's the same movie but. Uh, King of the Monsters feels lighter due to the appearance of Ra- well, that's not a comment on race considering that. Uh, well, I you think know, it's also they they, they just cut, they, they do obviously cut it down. It's, it's, they oh, added yeah. a lot, and the movie is still shorter. <laughs> so it's like they clearly cut a lot out. <laughs> like, it's not like they like it's not exactly the same movie. No, like <laughs> I was gonna make a joke there where I was like, you know, obviously a slider because they inserted a white guy into the material. <laughs> like uh in arrested development like when um there's the whole scene when job is in like the prison yard and gets stabbed by white power build like like white power like i'm white <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> but um i i in king of the monsters i still think the the, the because the the footage the, the japanese footage is so uh great like it still retains that creep factor because, you know, I was noting that, like, you know, obviously the effects are incredibly dated at this point. You know, you can see the the, the bending of the Godzilla suit, you know, the, the, the rubber suit, uh, the toy airplanes on the strings and all that I'm, stuff. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. So so we're just we're just we're going to make assumptions about how Godzilla's physiology works. That's what we're going to do here, Rob. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to make assumptions. Just, just wild assumptions about how this 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 dinosaur that we that we've never seen. That how it how it moved. Oh, okay, that's fine. I didn't know we were doing that, but okay, that's fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, going off my observations. Um, but it, it's still just a remarkably chilling film to this day. You know, especially in the black and white footage. You know, which which I love. Like the cinematography. You know, what I'm saying is just extraordinary. Uh, you know, in a movie that that that's why. Uh, Burr's uh, inserts are so jarring because it's like 
you know, obviously it was done by an American director. He shot everything so flat. Yeah, well, I think it's yeah, it's like it's like um, Ishiro Honda directed um, Gojira with a close contemporary of like Kurosawa, and it very yeah. much looks like a Kurosawa movie, which is like very like high contrast and like it's black and white, but it has like depth. And yeah. Like, to, to your point, um, the way that like uh, I think it was Morse um, yeah, shot King of the Monsters um was very much the american style where it is definitely like it's almost it, i wouldn't go as far to say it was like tv but it definitely feels like less like cinematic <laughs> like it feels like le- it feels definitely like way less like deep yeah like like you you could tell like it, like the, the the original footage is all lit very well like you know and 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 you know the the shadows are just so so deep you know what i'm saying and then uh, the, the 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 American editions is everything is just so fucking bright, you know and I'm saying that, like because a, a lot of the stu- a lot of the stuff in in original Gojira is like like handheld footage as well, you know saying so like not every shot is completely still unless they, you know everyone's sitting down and talking, but like you know the camera's constantly moving where it's just like in the American footage everything is still, you know what I'm saying like the scene where like. Uh, uh, Steve Martin is on the fucking helicopter going to the island and shit, and they're they're obviously not in the fucking helicopter. They're 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 in a room somewhere just chilling, you know. <laughs> it's, it's almost like fucking um, the Plan Nine from Outer Space. The where's the cockpit? You're standing in it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, I'm pretty sure that's how they fucking shot that footage and shit. Raymond Burr's like, where's the helicopter set? You're standing in it. <laughs> Just lay back against this wall and be fine. <laughs> but like, even then, like, just I mean, it's all due to the original Japanese footage. It's just like it's just, it's you know, its chilling factor is not depleted at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's all still so much very fucking just, you know. His like his first real attack on the city is just is, like still terrifying to this you know to this day. I mean, to me, in my opinion, I still find it fucking terrifying. You know, just like you know the reaction footage and him just you know just walking and all that stuff and that 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 score that lived in my head rent free. That dun, 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 you know that one. There's one shot where they have him walking in slow motion like obvious slow motion <clears throat> and like he's just bathed in shadow as like you know he's towering above these buildings and it's like that shot is terrifying absolutely fucking terrifying just completely you know what i'm saying and it's like you know and it's it we you know as i mentioned before you know what i'm saying i'm noticing like all the you know all, all like the limitations of the technology of that time and it's like it, it doesn't fucking matter, like you know you, you could point it out and it's, it and it all still fucking works gloriously just because it's a, a, such a goddamn just beautiful movie, you know. Um, <clears throat> I also like to note that uh, in King of the Monsters, uh, I think uh, Ogata's uh, dub was done by James Hong. Yeah, well, apparently the thing I had read uh, the other day was apparently they had like. A handful of like Japanese actors, like that, like uh, or Japanese American actors, whatever. Um, and they basically had them go in and read all of the parts 
Um, and also, like, modulate the voices to basically try to make everyone's voices fit wherever they possibly could. Because it was, like, it's funny. Like, I remember, <laughs> um, like, when I was watching this the other day, I was like, oh, yes. So, obviously, <laughs> meets, the first person he meets, uh, besides Emiko, is... Um, a uh, Japanese soldier who speaks perfect English, yeah. <laughs> who will then translate the things that other people are saying around him. Um, but um, but no, yeah, like the way that I had heard they did it was basically they had like a handful of actors um, go in and record basically every line that needed to be dubbed, and basically just like pick the one that fit the mouths moving the best. Um, so yeah, but I know James Hong was one of them. <laughs> yeah, which shows how long my man has been doing his thing. Yes. A long fucking time. It's like, James Hong has how many features on this belt? Like 400? Uh, yeah. Damn. God bless that man. And weirdly, he never topped Wayne's World too. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I always remember him as uh, obviously Lopan, but um, also as... Uh, Booger's mentor from Revenge of the Nerds Part 2. Um, which is like the only Revenge of the Nerds movie that exists to me because I refuse to acknowledge the um the the original, which uh condones rape. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm just like, I mean, well, okay, whatever. But um, but no, I do think it's funny, you're like the only one I acknowledge just the one that has a two after it. <laughs> just like any reference to the original is just like, what movie was that? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a weird time and shit. It's like, I, I I've done podcasts where it's just like we'd be talking about like '80s teen comedies and just like we absolutely refuse to reference Revenge of the Nerds other than this like rape exploitation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because I don't necessarily know you need to add exploitation after rape. I feel like exploitation is inherent in the word. But okay, that's fine. Yeah, that that is that is true, but um. Yeah, I know he's uh he's Booger's mentor in uh Revenge of the Nerds too. Um and it's just like God, so so I know he's in uh Bloodsport to the next Kumite. Um <laughs> you know like like it's always weird to me, like they always have like um I was trying to explain the whole Bloodsport thing and the Kumite thing to Danny the other day. Because <laughs> like we were gonna watch Bloodfist and I was like, I'm gonna be honest. This is kind of a blatant ripoff of Bloodsport. But since you haven't seen Bloodsport, it'll be all new to you, so it's fine. But I was like, real quick, I'm going to explain Bloodsport. And I was just like, basically, there was uh, this massive tournament that was somehow also simultaneously <laughs> secret that um, this guy named Frank Dukes, uh, who was an American, but played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, who was very clearly not an American. Um like accomplished the, the he was the first american to win the tournament it's the weirdest fucking movie ever but it's great <laughs> like it's so fucking great did you let her know that uh, frank dukes is absolute fucking fraud oh i did yes 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 <laughs> <laughs> good 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 uh, that, that's very important to know i was uh, like that means i said i was like when i was a kid this was portrayed as a true story as an adult, I am keenly aware this is not a true story. Yeah. Frank Dukes is a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. And and it's weird too because uh, he 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 got into a a, a squibble with um 
uh, Don the Dragon Wilson, the way he accused Don the Dragon Wilson of being a fraud. And it's like, sir, do you have fucking eyes? Because <laughs> we all do. And we've all seen Don the Dragon Wilson fight for real. You know who we haven't seen fight for real? <laughs> you, motherfucker. We haven't seen you fight for real. And yet you're the, the fucking Kumite champion uh, where the Kumite was coincidentally held at his residence where he lived at. And uh, his Kumite trophy was bought at the like the fucking uh, the, the discount shop that was like right across the street from where the, the Kumite was being held. Apparently, you know what I'm saying? Fucking fraudulent motherfucker, you <laughs> like fuck that guy. But anyways, um, yes, uh, James Hong has been doing his thing for massive amount of years, and he's going strong. Obviously, he was in the Oscar-winning uh, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Still weird to say. <laughs> it's just like it's not, nothing against that movie. I, I that movie is great. Um, but it was just like it's so like of all the movies that I expected to be like sweeping the Oscars. That is not one of them. <laughs> like, that's, I would not, if you had, like, bet me, like, when I saw that movie, like, early in the year, when it came out, that, like, that would sweep the Oscars, I would have been like, are you fucking drunk? <laughs> like, but it did. It's fucking weird. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely true. Like, it was also weird, too, because I was watching an interview with uh, Brendan Fraser, and uh, I was like, like... I'm I'm so happy for him, but it's also like just crazy to think that now he's known as Academy Award winner Brendan Fraser, you know, star of Encino Man and The Mummy, and Blast from the Past, and uh... I mean, if we're being completely honest, there's tons of like Oscar winners who like not all of their work is like what what would call Oscar caliber. Like Marissa Tomei, I'm looking in your general direction. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, like no, but like here's the thing: like she had stuff before that, and then I mean, she... get Mr. Tomei, she's great. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like yeah, like it, and then uh, my cousin Vinny, which is still like to this day, it's like you won for that, yeah. And I'm no, like, yeah. she's 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 fucking great in it, but it's like you won for that, and then it's like because it's weird it's like oh she's never done anything since that you know garnered her that praise but it's like she won from my cousin Vinny <laughs> let's not act like you know what I'm saying like she made one movie that was just like you know a masterpiece you know what I'm saying in cinema and then she never did anything other than that she just she like this is my cousin Vinny we're talking even though uh it is a a classic among lawyers because Mike is uh, continuously uh relates how that's the most accurate lawyer movie and that the, they actually like you know when when he was you know studying to be a lawyer they showed him my cousin Vinny to show how actual uh, lawyer court procedures work, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which is just fucking hilarious to make me think. I mean to be clear, she was in one classic that I don't think that she has followed up. And that is called No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's, that's all. That's all I have to say about the, on the matter is that she was in a classic film that will. Live forever called Spider Man No Way Home. I mean, I have to take your word for it. I haven't seen it. I, I know you have it. Was just, <laughs> <laughs> like, at this point, uh, I've only seen uh, Homecoming. That's it. I know. It's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's even weirder is that I have a yeah, far from Oh, I home. know. I'm well aware. 
<laughs> I still haven't seen it. My father has seen it. He borrowed it from me, and I still haven't watched it. Yet. He was in because he wanted to watch No Way Home, and he hasn't seen Far From Home, so he has to borrow my copy of it. And it's like my father has seen that movie more times than I have. My father has watched my copy. <laughs> it was my copy of the fucking movie he watched. You know what I'm saying? And he's watched it, and I haven't. But you know, but um, also, I mean, I gotta give a point. She was in The Watcher with uh, Keanu Reeves and James Spader. And. and? And the wrestler, the wrestler, she was great, and I love that movie. See, like that's the thing, like that's the thing where it's like, if she won for that, I'd be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, because she deserved it, because she was fucking amazing in that movie, as as was Mickey Rourke, and I still think to this day Mickey Rourke should have fucking yes. won. He should have. Yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, Sean Penn, whatever, you know, what I'm saying, great actor, even though he's the inferior Penn brother, um, Chris Penn for life. Uh, but uh, like Mickey Rourke should have won, the, the he he was the, the best performance of that year, and he should have won. And I, you know, that that's when it's like I mean I was flimsy on the Oscars as it is. It was like you, you gave it to Sean Penn over Mickey Rourke. Did you actually watch Mickey Rourke's performance in The Wrestler? And you still didn't give it to him. Okay, you guys suck. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I remember it was like oh the because I know the whole big thing when uh. Joker had came out. I was like, oh, he better fucking win. And it's like, who fucking cares if he doesn't? Because it doesn't matter. Because the Oscars are shit. Yes. And then he won. And it's like, why do y'all care? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the best guy won. But, you know, who still who gives a fuck? Because, uh, what's his name? Um, Jake Gyllenhaal essentially gave the same performance in Nightcrawler. And they didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I think Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in Nightcrawler was better. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I haven't had anything in the Oscars since uh, 2011 when Drive didn't even get nominated. And I was just like, okay, then I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, it's like that, as far as I'm concerned, that was the best movie that came out this year. Yeah. And it's not even in competition. So I was like, I don't give a fuck. No, yeah, that's true. It's like, and I knew that wasn't going to happen and shit because that movie was incredibly divisive when it came out. I remember seeing Drive in theaters and absolutely loved it. And I'm as ex- exiting the theater, I'm walking behind two eyes. Oh, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. It's like, you're an asshole and you need to watch more movies. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, how you could watch that and think it was a terrible movie, I, I, I don't understand. It was kind of my thing with um, Spring Breakers, too, was, like, um, because, like, it was basically, like, what happens when you give, um, but it's essentially it's like a straight-up, like, exploitation film, but you give it to an art house director and you get something really weird and interesting out of it. Like, whatever your feelings in either film are, that's fine. But, like, um, it's just, to me, like, that I thought was fascinating because it was just, like, if you made Spring Breakers with, like, some random director, it would have been just fucking every fucking, like, exploitation movie you've ever seen, like, about, like, girls, like, being whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, you give it to Harmony Corinne, and it's just like, holy shit, like, what the fuck movie is this? And it was kind of the thing with Drive, where it's like, Drive could have been just, like, a straight-up, like, stupid fucking, like, Fast and Furious ripoff, but, like, you give it to Nicholas Winding mm-hmm. Refn, it's just, like, yeah. the most interesting movie of 2011. Yeah, I think that was the original plan. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, um, I think wasn't Neil Marsh who's supposed to direct it with Hugh Jackman starring, yeah. and then yeah. like they both backed out, so uh, it ended up being with Ryan Gosling and Nicholas Winding Refn, and it turned into like just like this incredible masterpiece of a film, and everybody was like, "Oh, this sucks!" And like I remember like uh, somebody trying to sue the film because they thought it was going to be a Fast and Furious type movie, and it wasn't. Um, 
and it's just like this, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. Um, you either like a movie or don't, but don't fucking sue the movie and shit because it's like it, it wasn't to your expectations. But like going to your point, it's like also the same thing with Only God Forgives. Yeah, it was like in the hands of another director that could have been clear, utter exploitation, you know, revenge uh, action film, and Nicholas Wine and Refn made that like like a film. Uh, one of the films I declare that uh, to understand me as as a film fan, you have to watch Only God Forgives. You also have to watch uh, Arch Enemy, Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine. Uh, what else was there? A Censor, uh, Psycho Gorman. Um, and there, there, there are others and shit. Uh, the Endless, um, and there, there are others, but you know, I don't have time to sit there and fucking relay. There are others on that list, but you know, um, but yeah, it's like, you know, I, I love when that happens when, when they, they take like a fucking genre and they, they fuck, what, why the fuck are we talking about this? No, actually, that, actually that works. That brings me back to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, cause yeah, cause, like that thing is like, it's a, it's a funny thing about this movie is like watching it now. Um, cause like, it's, it's funny. Cause like, that's kind of what they did with it was that they, like, they fucking took what was essentially like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's basically an art film. Um, I mean, yes, it was probably decently budgeted for like an American film, or from sorry for a Japanese film production. Um, but like, it was essentially just like as I said, it was like it's 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 very much open to interpretation. But no matter what your interpretation is, it's basically just like are a Japanese artist expressing feelings about this great tragedy that had happened, and um, <laughs> you take it over to America, like yeah. an American watches it to like make it for an American audience, it instantly just, like, pulls all of that out. And yeah. it's like, no, no, we're just going to make a straight-up monster picture out of this. And, like, and it weirdly does work, because, like, it's like, I do think it's still enjoyable as King of the Monsters. I just think it's 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 weirdly, like, it's it's like, it's, it's not, it's, to me, it's like, it's not nearly, nearly as strong, and it's definitely not as, like, it doesn't, like, stick with me the same way. Because like, my whole thing is, like, um, the whole thing with, like, Gojira as it exists is like when you have stuff like the way that they treat Godzilla it's very much like this like as you said before with the kind of the scariness of it where it's like when you see him it's not ever played for anything but like a fear factor like it's 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 very much like a it's 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 before kaiju became just about because like, I was saying that today today I was like there's this and then there's Godzilla raids again which yeah. they kind of tried to like, they they tried to kind of capture lightning in the bottle again and it didn't work but the thing they did realize because there's Anguirus fight in that movie where like the, the monsters fight each other briefly mm. and they were like hey there <laughs> we think we might have something here right. and then it was like so then they try it again where basically it was more focused on the monster fight. And that was very successful. So that kind of led to churning out mm. every Godzilla movie just being kind of just Godzilla fighting another giant monster. Yeah. Like, which is, many of them are great. Uh, and I enjoy them very much. But, like, the thing with this is it's not presented where Godzilla is, like, a hero or Godzilla is a villain. It is that Godzilla is nature itself. Like a, a, the terrifying force of nature taking itself out on humanity, and it's very horrifying. Like, which is something that you don't get there. 
No, nah, yeah. And like the to go on to your point about like, you know, the difference between both cuts, it's like you know, it, it's almost the same way that, you know, Americans and the Japanese look at the atomic bomb differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, obviously to the Japanese, the atomic bomb was the most terrifying, you know, event ever. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, looking upon this film is exactly how they looked upon it as that. It's like, you know, just this devastating thing. And it's terrifying, and rightly so. And then in America, eh, whatever. You know, that kind of thing. Like, like you know, essentially, who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, the, the, the whole spectrum of it was like, eh, like, you know, we did what we had to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we dropped the bombs on their asses and we won. We ended that war. Yeah, America and all that shit. Because that's why it's like, you look at that American footage and it's just like so bright and all that shit. And, you know, they got fucking uh, Ironside and shit as the hero of your fucking movie. Um, and it's just like, yeah, like, you know, because, and, you know, they cut all that fucking, you know, the, the, the subtleties of like how the Japanese felt about the bomb being dropped on them. And they, they remove all that, and it's just a standard monster movie because that's how they look at it. It's just like, you know, eh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's just monster walking around, fucking shit up, you know, and that's all that matters. And it's like, yeah, because they don't care about, you know, exactly what they did. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is this is the, the effect of your actions had on these people, and you don't give a shit, and you still don't give a shit, you know, essentially. And it's like, you know... So there's a great contrast between the two of them like that, where it's just like the, the you know the Japanese were obviously devastated, and Americans could not care less. No, yeah, that, 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 it's funny actually. To, to, not to spoil Oppenheimer in any way, but um, it's like there's very much like um, like towards the end of Oppenheimer, um, when like they kind of like get the they deal with the aftermath of the bomb. And you have somebody like Oppenheimer himself dealing with like the horror of what he has brought on the world, and people in positions of power basically treating him like an idiot or a madman for feeling that way. Yeah, and it's I think it's like, it's like yeah no like that thing is like that that kind of that contrast is kind of you mean you mean Truman? Yes, I do mean Truman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but no, like that thing, like that contrast is like again. I think it's very true to um, do you think so? It's like, I do think that like that thing is like I do think both cuts are worth watching. Yeah, but it also depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Um, because like as I said, like if you're just like say as like the only way that this existed for like most of our like childhood into our like adulthood was really the only way it existed was the King of the Monsters version. So it was like the only way we got to see it was as like a big flashy monster movie um, where they, I mean, I guess there is to some extent, because the thing that always stuck with me, because it's funny how that movie, um, it's so much of not only like Burr, like whatever, like acting alongside, like kind of whatever inserted in, but also there's like these kind of these monologues that are like and like the dialogue and stuff like or I'm sorry that like um, are played as like not in dialogue but as played as like um, they're Narration. they're played over the scenes yeah and um, it's like it's that stuff that feels more like in the tone of what the original movie was yeah. where it's like he's the way that um, kind of Burr intones 
um, what he's talking about and like everything that's going on, he's not playing it in a way where like it 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 feels heavy, like it feels dark. Yeah, like you know, going to King of the Monsters where you just have essentially having Raymond Burr, uh, Steve Martin uh, narrate exactly what's happening. Matter of fact, Godzilla's uh, coming in and he's fucking everything up and then it's a terrible sight and oh my god look at the vast destruction he's causing and with his tail and his foot and his and his hot atomic breath and the, 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 all the devastation will be felt immensely throughout the course of humanity and like you obviously they don't fucking believe that they're just writing it to write it where it's just like you know you look at the original footage and it's just played straight there's no narration it's just they're letting Godzilla do this thing and it's much more terrifying which shows that they quite didn't understand the footage that they had in their hands or they just didn't give a shit. I, I'm pretty sure they were just too dumb to understand. Um, and it's like it's, 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 it's see, I actually don't think that's true because like, I remember I I seen something with like um, the um, like the director recently. I thought maybe it been the producer. I can't remember. They were like, um, I think their exact quote was, "We were just looking for to like make something we could sell." So it's like I don't necessarily think they were stupid. I think they were they were just like trying to make the version like they thought people were stupid. And that was the only thing they wanted was like big fucking monster destroying shit, and like American audiences. That's all they wanted. So I think that they thought other people were stupid. I don't think they were stupid. Which is still true to this day. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they fucking want. But like, and to, to be honest, I think that's essentially what the the original uh, um, God's uh, Godzilla franchise has become as well. Because as you stated, like, you know. Godzilla raids again. They have a monster fight in it, and that's essentially been the franchise ever since. Like uh, Godzilla versus uh, Mothra, Godzilla versus uh, I do uh, <laughs> yeah, Godzilla versus uh, King Ghidorah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Godzilla versus Gigan, Godzilla versus Megalon, mm-hmm. um, which uh, was was essentially my first Godzilla movie. Me too. Yeah, uh, Jet Jaguar, all yep. the way. <laughs> but like it, it's it's. You know, even like I say, even when you get to, and we talked about this off mic, but when you get to return a Godzilla or Godzilla 1985 or Godzilla 85, whatever, uh, where uh, this is like, you know, they're trying to return back to the roots, but they still can't quite get, like, you know, the colorful campy effect off. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you have fucking Raymond Burr coming back, you know, Perry Mason. Um, and I just get like, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I could separate him watching it because I never watched the original Perry Mason. But then you watch Godzilla, the 85 version, and it's just like, I'm just watching fucking Perry Mason. Um, <clears throat> and then it's like, you know, the, the series sat dormant for a, for years uh, until, like, and this is something we also talked about. They made uh, Godzilla 98, Roland Emmerich's. Uh, masterpiece of schlock. Oh, oh. Fuck that movie! I fucking hate that movie. Like, it's like, I, okay. No. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I will say when it came out in '98, I did really like it because I was 15 and it was very much made for me. Because uh, at the time, yes, it was like I loved Roland Emmerich's big dumb whatever. I loved Godzilla, so it was a marriage made in heaven. Watching it now, it makes me want to take my own life. But go ahead. I do have to give it credit because. It was because of that movie that I watched. Uh, well, I, I watched King of the Monsters. Um, I watched, me and my father went to see, like, you know, obviously 
it was the biggest movie in it. Not as, as, in the sense that it was the most successful. Yeah, it was supposed to be the biggest movie. It was, yeah, but yeah. Like, it was it was being heavily marketed as like you know, remember when they used to call like summer movies the event of the summer, the 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 the, the summer movie event of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like they also said that about fucking Batman and Robin and. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, you know, they said that about uh, Spawn too with uh, Michael Jai White, and um, that was the same summer, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and neither of them was true in those cases. Um, I remember thinking Spawn was the better movie, yeah, uh, at that time, but then uh, I've I wisely, like, as, as, as fucking campy as Batman and Robin is, I still get some enjoyment out of it. Which, uh, when it comes to Spawn, that, that movie just sucks so bad. See, this is the uh, only time that, like, I will possibly make Chris happy um, is that like I personally find both kind of fucking terrible but like if you force me to watch one I would watch uh, probably Spawn because at least like it makes me want to die less watching it because oh yeah that's right Chris is Chris is a fan of Spawn yeah sorry Chris (laughs) (laughs) we had such a great conversation like you know a little heart to heart and shit here I am shitting on his joy I'm sorry, Chris. I love you, man. But I find that movie such a putrid piece of shit. <laughs> I don't like either. So here we are. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, like you know, me and me and Pop went all the time to the movies. Like you know, I like I'm, I'm essentially the film fan I am because of him, more or less. Because uh, he used to take me all the time to the movies, and you know he was always into the big summer movies. You know, I remember him taking me and Mac. Uh, well, him and my mom took me and Mac to see Independence Day. Um, took me to see uh, uh, The Rock, and you know Con Air, and, um, all these all these summer movies. You know that he was into, and uh, definitely took me to see Godzilla '98 because he was like into it. You know and stuff, and it's like, but. Uh, that was the first time watching a movie with Pop where I could feel like there was something off. Where it's just like not between us, but like our feelings on the movie we just watched. Because you know we go to movies and we have a great time. You know what I'm saying? You know, father son time. You know what I'm saying? And enjoying this movie. But it's like it was like the first time I think I've ever watched a movie and I try to fucking lie to myself that like oh yeah it was good I liked it but I'm sitting there like. I'm not sure what I just watched. It took me another 10 years to get there. But, like, yeah. I, I told you the story, like, when I saw a cop out and I convinced myself that I liked it. And then, like, it wasn't until later that I was just like, nope, Kevin Smith let me down for the first time ever. I just couldn't live with myself. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom that. Right, yeah. No, nah, no, nah, yeah. That, that, that's how, like, I, I, I didn't admit it until later, but. I definitely, at that moment in my seat, when those credits started rolling, I was like, in, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not sure if I like that or not. Because it had all the things I expected. You know, specs, you know, big spectacle, but it was just like so ho-hum and, and, and not as good. Like, and Pop was like, how'd you like the movie? Oh, I, I like their line. Like, yeah, and you could tell we're both lying to each other and ourselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then uh, he 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 decided to drive to the Metro Mall. I think he had to pick up some stuff, and there was a Sam Goody in there. And uh, I 
why why he went and picked up some stuff. We also went in there for lunch because there was a Burger King in there. Um, so uh, he was picking some stuff up. I fucking went into Sam Goody and I found Godzilla King of the Monsters and I bought it. And the clerk was like, uh, "Oh, did you see the new one?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just came from seeing it. How was it? It was great." And I'm just like. I think I just lied to this man. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go see it later. I was like, yeah. And then I was just like, <laughs> and then I took it home and I watched Godzilla: The King of the Monsters, and I'm just like, and mentally, I'm like, this is so much better. I mean, to be fair, if the guy was taking the word of a like 14 year old over like anything else, that's on him. <laughs> like. Thank you, random fourteen-year-old. You've sold me a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm watching King of the Monsters. Like, this is so such a better movie, because like you know, it's just you know, and and it's weird too because it's like I was conditioned to believe that movies of of my era, you know, now like are better because you know they they have. Uh, more techniques at their disposal. They have CGI, and that's better than fucking a guy in a suit stepping on fucking uh, uh, cardboard fucking buildings. And... I will say, before you finish this thought, when I know where it's going, I do really like the design of Zilla, and I do like uh, the CGI Zilla. I just don't like the movie that they're in. But I no, do like Zilla. Continue. <laughs> no, no, like, here's the thing. Um, I, I, I do as well. It's like, I, I mean, to, if if I can be truthful, I don't hate Godzilla '98. I know you do. I don't I hate don't. it. I just don't like it. Like it's just like I. I Motherfucker, you just word. you just admitted the movie makes you want to take your own life. Yes, but like hate is reserved for like I Frankenstein. I hate I Frankenstein. This I'm just like this is not good. But if like if you if you like put it on, I wouldn't tell you to turn it off. I'd be like watch something else. <laughs> I, I, I love how you state how much you hate I Frankenstein the a day after uh, Big Brother uh, Mike Scott's birthday, where uh, his his Twitter account well his ex account. Okay, I'm very <laughs> confident. And, 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 and at this moment is an I Frankenstein stand account. Okay, okay, but I'm very confident that Mike hearing this does not care about my not liking I Frankenstein. And I don't think it diminishes his enjoyment of it. Just like to me saying, I don't like Waterworld is diminishing Jackson or Liam's or your uh, enjoyment of it because you're giving me a look. I'm just saying I don't want, like, it's just not for me. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's not for me is all I'm saying. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you decree of the, the, the masterpiece that is Waterworld? Oh, that was the worst sentence you ever said, but go ahead. <laughs> Nah, like, you know what? Uh, let me shit on myself real quick. Um, so, uh, I... Weird kink, uh, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least it's not uh, anybody else, you know, like uh, Life After Death style. <laughs> um, anybody who's listened to Life After Death uh, by uh, great, uh, the, the, the great uh, Notorious B.I.G. will get that joke. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as you know, the Criterion sale was in July recently, and um, I spent a lot of money on there. And and the last time I went there, I bought a lot of things, and um, I also bought the recent release 4K of Waterworld. We came with uh, three different versions of the film: the theatrical cut, 
the TV cut and the Ulysses cut, which is the most preferred version because it's like we cut and all that stuff, like three hours long, I, I believe. Yeah. To be um, fair, I have not seen that cut. Although the idea of watching a three-hour version of this, oh my god! But go ahead. I uh, I purchased it for its regular price. Of, I not in Barnes and Nobles. I went to another store, and it was like fifty dollars. You know what I'm saying? Which, which makes sense, you know, 4K and it has like three different cuts. And you know, Arrow's box sets are just glorious. That's why I love Arrow when they do like you know their their box sets. Um, I was not aware that uh, one week later, uh, in, we're in the month of August, and one week later would begin the Arrow sale. So if I was just waited a week, I could have got that half off <laughs> in Barnes and Noble. So I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Well, you could always just do like go back to that store and be like, it was defective, and then walk over to Barnes and Noble. No. <laughs> I gave you an idea. Yes, you just did. <laughs> I have never done such a thing in my life, but hypothetically, it's something that one could do. Hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey. And they and they know and the, and the the store I purchased it and they know me so they're like ah hey, no problem we'll we'll take care of that for you real well uh, no as a matter of fact they they probably won't refund me my money they probably just you can pick something else so we'll just give you like store credit um, but they won't give me back my money I mean what sense does it make at this point I mean I could use it to buy something else that like I, I want yes um, good they they have all the shit in there so it's like it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing but you know. It's whatever. It's just uh, I just chalk it up to you know me just being impatient as usual and not wanting to wait. Well, I mean, I, I I didn't know. I did. I I totally forgot that Arrow also does a a fifty percent off sale. Yeah, I didn't know when that either. Um, yeah, and he was like, like I remember I like I, I was telling Patrick off Mike. I went in there just to get the four K of uh, Exorcist three. And uh, as I was walking out, like the, the the clerk was like, you know, we we also have uh, all everything Arrow. Is on sale for fifty uh, percent off. <laughs> it is, <laughs> and then like he was like, "Yeah, look," and he took me oh, everything here, everything Arrow, and all this over here is fifty uh, percent off. Everything in the store for for like the whole month. And then, like it was funny too because I, I bought uh, Exorcist three, and he was like, "Do you need a bag?" Nah, I'm good, because you know I, I was wearing my 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 book bag with me. And then uh, he he let me know that, and I went over there, and I'm getting this, and I'm getting that, (laughs) this, and I'm getting that, and I'm getting that. And then I showed up like this, and he was like, I guess you do need a bag now. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) yes. Yes, I do, because I just OD'd. (laughs) 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 Uh, And and then I fucking walked out of the store, and I was like, and Waterworld is an Arrow release, and I'm an asshole, because I'm impatient. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I would get over it. But going back to like, yeah. Um, so I have to give Godzilla ninety eight credit because it did cause me to seek uh, the original out. Well, not essentially the original, but close enough <laughs> per se with Godzilla King of the Monsters. And then uh, I, you know, did that help me come to terms a little bit with my feelings on Godzilla ninety eight? Until I realized, yeah, I just watched the piece of shit. Um, I mean, the only thing I will say is actually to, to your point is um, I feel like a lot of the Godzilla movies became way more easily available after that movie. Yeah. I remember after that came out, um, I had bought like a shit ton 
um, on VHS because it was like I was like 15, so like, I had my own money, not, not a lot of it, but like, so like I bought like fucking like I remember being like buying like Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus King Ghidra, Godzilla um, versus Mechagodzilla, Godzilla versus King Kong, and like or King Kong versus Godzilla, whatever. Um, and like so yeah, so like all of those I feel like weren't as easily available before Godzilla '98. So if nothing else, like that was that that movie had that 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 attached to it that makes me happy. Where yeah. It became easier to see other Godzilla movies because of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. After that and shit, like you know, what I'm saying they started popping up, and like expect particularly after Gareth Edwards Godzilla and shit, yeah. that you you could just you could just find every fucking uh, Godzilla movie and shit. I know I have quite a few of them over here. Um, uh. Like, and I've seen so many by this point. I mean, I know, like, my mother was a big Godzilla fan. She liked Son of Godzilla because she thought it was cute. I actually really like Son of Godzilla. Um, I didn't expect to because when, when, when I was going back through, because uh, I got that whole Criterion box set, like that, or it's not really a box set, it's like basically a giant book. Yeah. Um, but um, I got that when it first came out, and because um, I love Godzilla. And um, I was going through them all, and I remembered not liking Son of Godzilla, and then I watched it again. I was actually, I do like this. Like, it's actually not bad. Like, I was like, I, I, I remember it being like shitty and stupid, but I was like, I think it's actually really entertaining. Yeah, uh, I almost bought that uh, that uh, Godzilla uh, book uh, collection as well, but it was like, I'm I'm about to drop two hundred dollars on Criterion Collection shit. I don't want to spend another uh, three hundred uh, on it. I mean, it, when it came out to three hundred, and said, "I don't feel like spending three hundred at this point. Two hundred is fine, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, because like it was the last, it was like literally like I think the day before the sale ended, and I was like, "And I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna get you, <laughs> and I'm gonna get you." Oh shit! I totally forgot about you. I'm gonna get you, and you, and you, and you, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, the Godzilla." Nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> there, there, there's always November. <laughs> yes, there is. There's always November. Yeah, like like moments like this is where it's like you know, I, I I could never go into the Criterion closet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, what the fuck am I gonna get? I got everything else. Yeah, that was although I was just like, I would be showing off movies I already had, but I was just like, yeah. Although um, I saw like you you took advantage of what the last day and you bought Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, and I was like. See, I knew I missed something. Or like, and I meant to get the fucking uh, the what was it, the Randolph Scott uh, box set of um, um, westerns, and I was like, I didn't get that either. Um, and I wanted to at least pick up, like, what I really wanted to do was I wanted to get like the the, the those uh, cinema cinema world project, the Martin Scorsese ones, and there's like four of them, but. Uh, they didn't have the first box set. They only had two, three, and four. And I was like, that that would drive me insane if I had two, three, or four, and not one. Like it would just, it, it would just bug me up the fucking wall. So I'm just not gonna get any of them because I I don't I, I don't like collections being incomplete like that. Um, <laughs> so I said never mind. But I definitely like I definitely was just like I wanted to get that that Godzilla book set. Um, but I just like, yeah, I spent enough already, and and then like it, 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 it wasn't the only store I was stopping at. Remember, I went I went to go to another store where that's where I got Waterworld and um the Missing in Action trilogy and shit. So I was like, I'm about to spend more money somewhere else and shit. I can't be spending all of it and then just going. I'm still going to spend more somewhere else. So it's just like, let me chill the fuck out. You know, I got enough here. Uh, 
But um, yeah, like you like, like I said, I have to give Godzilla ninety eight credit because it's like it led me to this other Godzilla. It led me to this one, uh, and it led me to to, to others and all that stuff as well as you know, like the release of. Godzilla 2014, which led to like you know all of them just popping up. I mean, I mean they were all up eventually and shit by that point and shit. But like every like you know, Godzilla became a thing again and shit and all that. And it was just like um Godzilla fever, you know. But like, but a point I was trying to make was that, like I said, like the the Toho the the, the, the Toho franchise has essentially become a thing where they they they've clearly gotten away from the original point. Of the movies, well, and, you I mean, know, Shin Godzilla has a that, that, that's what that, I was, I was, yeah, I was getting okay. to that. Where it's just like, you know, where it's just like, you know, grudge match every movie with Godzilla and another monster, and then like, you know, and then you know, destroy all monsters, basically turn it into a fucking free for all, yeah. and then like the the Godzilla franchise has been like that ever since, and it's like it. it you know, even like you mentioned, like Godzilla 2014, where it was like it was trying to get back to those points, but still have it, you know, like Godzilla fight somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And then the rest of the monster verse and shit was just like, ah, fuck it. You know, we're, we're not making serious points here. You know, we're, we're talking monsters and shit. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have Mothra and, uh, uh, and, um, Yora and Rodan. Rodan, yeah. I was about to, I was trying to say Rodan. Um, well, you say Ghidorah, I say Ghidorah. <laughs> like uh, I, I do not embarrass myself by trying to do Japanese pronunciation of words. It never goes well for me. No, like uh, my my favorite is uh, destroyer or destroyer because it's not destroyer, it's destroyer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And we, which is a Godzilla movie I love, by the way. I I love uh, Godzilla versus destroyer because like the design of destroyer is just so fucking just wonderful to me. It's one of my favorite uh, Godzilla. Like villains per se, even though um, I mean by that point Godzilla's a fucking hero. One thing is like I, I the weird thing is like there it was like Godzilla in this movie is like very much like the kind of like the villain of the piece. Yeah. Um, but it's like um, at a certain point, basically they like they kind of would make Godzilla either the hero or the villain, like whatever they needed for what the movie they were doing. Like the only characters that have like specific like alignments. Where like Mothra is always good and Ghidorah is always evil. <laughs> like there's like, but like, you're like Godzilla is whatever the fuck you need him to be. Right, right, right. It's uh, yeah, Ghidorah is always just like the the the, the three headed prick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like no matter no matter what iteration we'll get, you know, Godzilla is the hero, or the villain. We always know that uh, Ghidorah is the fucking prick of the piece. Yeah, and my switch handle is actually Monster Zero because of I love I fucking love Ghidorah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Like when it was released in America, it was Godzilla versus Monster Zero. Yep. Because nobody knew how to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were like, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> we're not even gonna fucking bother, bro. Um, but like, <clears throat> like I said, Toho kind of has gotten so far away from it. Like, it, I guess they realized that when. They came to Shin Godzilla, where it, it essentially got back to, to to the point of like what Godzilla was and all that stuff. And to me, that's probably the, the most important Godzilla movie, you know, next to the original itself. Like where Godzilla is this, you know, just this 
rampant force of destruction to the point where it's like almost Godzilla himself seems remorseful, which is how much of a fucking force of destruction. Like, you know, the 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 the, the scene of Shin Godzilla where he fucking destroys um like Tokyo essentially with, with his atomic breath where he, like he like and just complete like just one shot of his atomic breath fucks up the whole place. You know what I'm saying? They're playing that that beautiful uh that song. You know and I'm saying like and and I love that moment too because like it turns to to, to 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 fire breath and then it just literally becomes a laser beam that just wrecks everything. Like he blows he like he's not content with blowing up the whole fucking city, but then he just fucking comes like a, a photon torpedo beam and shit and just laser like a Death Star beam and just lasers the shit out of everything else, you know, just like just complete and utter devastation. And then like after he's done, he just kind of puts his head down like. Damn, that was fucked up of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but like that that's the one film with you know, next to the original self that remembers exactly what what Godzilla was intended to be in the first place, was this you know, this nature of destruction and not as not, not necessarily evil because you know, big monster doesn't really understand what he's fucking doing, you know, but just just a fraction of like when when things get to a certain point and it just gets out of control, it's just like essentially destroying each other. You know what I'm saying? Well, that was the thing that I I read that um like their interpretation of like when they made it was um kind of after the atomic bomb, um basically um man and science has gone too far, and this is Mother Nature's revenge. And I was yeah. that's actually I think that's actually like that's 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 a, I mean, obviously it's their read on it and they made the movie so like whatever but i was like i do think it's a really good read where it's like watching it i'm just like oh shit like it's like that's like definitely like i can definitely see what they were going for where it's like it's literally just we have so fucking disrespected mother nature for so long that finally mother nature is like i'm not being nice anymore <laughs> like it's just like right. and i was like that's the thing is like I, and that's like in representation of godzilla it's fucking brilliant. No, yeah, yeah, totally. And and I totally just that interpretation is sound, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, in with with this one, it was just like, you know, that observation of that, like, you know, the act of the atomic bomb and that one is like mother nature. So it's like it all works back around and shit. It's just like the nature of destroying yourself, you know what I'm saying, and each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you get Shin Godzilla and it's like, oh, it's such a breath of fresh air considering, like, we had so many years of, like, you know, Godzilla just fighting other monsters that, you know, back to the singular vision of him being such a destructive force. And then it's like, now, you know, I'm saying we got the the American franchise and they're just like, eh, like, you know, it's just, this is what the people want. They just want to see Godzilla fucking up other monsters, you know, which became, like, you know, the big event with uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Well, and, I mean, the thing is, I do think it just, it's a kind of the thing that was actually kind of proven by the fact that as we like talked about at the jump of this, where like you have Godzilla, Gojira, whatever, and Godzilla versus or Godzilla King of the Monsters, is the kind of the thing that kind of proves is how malleable Godzilla is as both a character and as a concept. Where yeah. it's like you can make it whatever you want. It's like it can be something super dark and like serious and dour as like this or Shin Godzilla is, or it can be like as something as like bright and flashy and like a good time as Godzilla versus Kong. 
and there's no wrong way. Like, it's like I say, because I mean, like, like one of my favorites is Godzilla versus Mothra, and that's a very bright film. It's like it's very much, but it's also very much straight up, just like a fucking like monster smackdown. But it's, I mean, like, but it's it's great, and it's like, my thing is like you can really use the characters and the concepts kind of in a weird way. It's kind of like it's kind of like I mean, I guess like monster movies slash movies in general. Where it's like you can kind of use them for whatever you want. It's just like it yeah. just depends what you want to accomplish. That's why you can have like a really like simple like like fun slasher movie, but you can also have like a really dark, brutal slasher movie because mm. it's like it's just what you're trying to accomplish. It's like with monster movies, same deal. And like yeah. Godzilla is kind of the perfect example of. That. Yeah, and it's just like you know, uh, the the fact that you know it's the same like the same character, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, he could be this or he could be that, you know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, it's just some, it's just a matter of what you want, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, he's been around for so long. It's like, it's like when people get pissed off of Snyder's portrayal of Superman, and it's like, there are other iterations of Superman. Oh that, yeah, that's my thing with like, I don't love Batfleck, but like, I definitely am like, I have Bale's Batman, which is perfect to me. So yeah. like, I don't need to like, bitch about this, because like, what's the point? But yes, like there are people that are insufferably like it's like they hate it. I'm like, it's, didn't watch Reeve. Like it's it's like it's like there's there's enough that exists. Like what is your problem? But yeah, but also some people just fucking love to be fucking shitty and miserable, and miserable yeah. fucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like like you sitting there like fucking bitching about Superman, a character that's been around for over eighty years and shit, and it's like has so many different iterations where you could just pick and choose whichever one you want and be fine. But because this version is not what you want, it's like the end of the fucking world. And it's like shut up, just shut shut up. You know what I'm saying? This is what I say. And it's like yeah, it's, it's the same thing like you were saying with Godzilla. It's just like you know you could have dark and you know just the uh, just gritty Godzilla as in here or Shin. As a little, or you can have the colorful, um, fun, bright adventures of Godzilla and like Godzilla versus Kong. Because I remember watching it on my birthday. What was it? Twenty twenty one when it came out. Um, as 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 you recall, that was the big battle. What what was the first movie I was going to return to theaters to see for my birthday? Godzilla versus Kong and nobody. And you voted for Godzilla versus Kong, right? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. was the first vote. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and you lost. I'm um, well aware of that, yes. <laughs> no, but it all worked out, too, because, you know, that was the great experiment of 2021 when uh, Warner Brothers were releasing movies simultaneously, day and date. So I was able to watch both. You know, I just watched Godzilla vs. Kong at home. And then the funny thing, too, is, like, everybody else chose Godzilla vs. Kong and shit because I, it, was, it, was, it was just me by myself in a nobody and, like, a, uh, an elderly couple all the way in the back. And, like, we were the only, like, three people in the theater. And then, like, you know, I come out and everybody's coming out of Godzilla vs. Kong. And you can hear, like, you know, everybody in there, yeah! And I was like, I mean, I have no regrets. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't think it's, I, I think nobody's, a, I, I like nobody a lot. I think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good time. I'm just saying, like, if if ever the choice comes up between nobody and Godzilla vs. Kong, I would every time pick Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like like I said, it worked out because I went and saw it during the day, and then I came home at night and watched Godzilla vs. Kong in the comfort of my own home. Um, and yes, that movie was bright as fuck. Yes. Like, it was almost Batman and Robin colorful. Like, just, like, 
<laughs> like, well, the man's also Wingard. Like he, he very much has that thing. I mean, I, I want to get into Godzilla versus Kong. I want to do like an episode on that. But like, yeah. but yeah, no, like, that's very much Wingard's thing. He loves like the the colors. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it was like I'm, I'm watching the Godzilla movie or a Nicholas Winding Refn movie. Because <laughs> like, this is this is bright and drenched in neon and all that shit. I mean, I guess it like there may have been a in a, a Warner Brothers thing and shit because there were a lot of complaints about King of the Monsters. Well, um. Mike Darby's uh, version was that the, it was too murky looking, um, because like all, all all the the monster battles and shit it was just like covered in some debris and shit. Uh, I mean, I didn't necessarily have that problem. It's not like I was watching the fucking Gray Man, where I just <laughs> I, I, I I could not see a fucking thing. Um, like I could see the monsters fighting and all that shit. Like it was just natural effect and all that shit, but. Uh, they were probably like, "Yeah, we gotta, we gotta brighten this up." You know, we can't, we can't have it like last time. You know, what I'm saying the, the the people were complaining. You know, they couldn't say a goddamn thing. We got, we we got to see these monsters fighting, and you you better show them because it's Godzilla versus Kong. We need to see them fight. We need to see them have a brawl. You know, what I'm saying it's like, uh, he was like, "I got you, I got you, I got you," and he lit that motherfucker up. But yeah, that I, shit I was so. That, that, that probably is. I honestly, I believe that's probably. Like, I mean, like, just again, like, watching other movies by him, like, for instance, um, like, his segment of VHS 2, um, watching the guests, like, I feel like a lot of his shit is very, like, brightly colored. So I think that probably that might have been a factor, but I definitely think he was always gonna make it brightly colored anyway, because it's his vibe and his style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, most definitely. But, um, yeah, like, we won't, we won't talk too much on those because I uh, definitely want to cover yeah. Godzilla versus Kong and, uh, yes. uh, uh, other Godzilla King of the Monsters, because um, I really like that one. I really no, yeah, I, I love the entire MonsterVerse. I thought it was rad as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though, uh, admittedly, uh, I, I will mention this now, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it in, in, in thor- thoroughly later when we actually do get to Godzilla versus Kong. I was Team Kong. Um, uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you and Vice, you dirty motherfuckers. <laughs> just like, just, just like, just, just picking up, choosing sides against fucking the, 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 well, I guess he's not the OG because I guess King Kong came first. But still, like, my beloved Godzilla, you just fucking, just no love for Godzilla. No, I love Godzilla. It was just like I, I was Team Kong. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to, I, I love. The, his Vice's review of Godzilla vs. Kong is, is one of my favorites. Of, yeah. uh, um, the, the, the monkey and the lizard punch the fuck out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, when, when he does his reviews like that, it's so great. You ever seen his, uh, uh, his review of uh, Angel Has Fallen? Yes. <laughs> he did himself up in whiteface. <laughs> He's like, I'm special, uh, uh, special agent Mike Banning, Secret Service, top secret. He said, well, I'm not killing uh, stereotypical, uh, um, what was it, Afghanistan terrorists. Uh, so, or, or, or um, I'm trying to kill white military contractors, trying to kill my favorite Negro black president. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my favorite thing that he's ever done as far as a review. Uh, (laughs) No, my favorite personally is the one that um, he did because he used to do like um, like the Tom Clancy's whatever, and he did for uh, In the Heights where it was just um, like um, with uh, the um, 
Bruce Willis in the clapper board or the, in the in the sandwich board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fell out of my chair laughing. <laughs> it was, it was masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um. Uh, also, uh, let you know, uh, we definitely also both of us want to cover uh, King Kong movies as well. Um, because I definitely have uh, thoughts. Uh, I don't know if you want to cover, but uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh, I, I love uh, that one, and I really like obviously the original. So yeah, no, that both are fine with me. Yeah. Um, just to let you know, I did not love Peter Jackson's King Kong. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, no, I I do, but also that's that's fine. <laughs> um, just putting it out there. Uh, I don't like def- Waterworld, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. Um. But we're definitely going to be covering King, uh, other King Kong movies and other Godzilla movies, as 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 we go along. Because, um, yeah, I mean, like, it, obviously, like you know, the premise of the show, you, you know, people were thinking we're going to be talking about, you know, monsters to say like werewolves and vampires, and it's like, no, we're going to be talking monsters and under every definition we possibly can, and that is definitely kaiju as well, which which means that. Uh, we might as well be covering Pacific Rim. I, that um, has occurred to me, and I'm not against it. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, th- th- that's definitely going to be coming up soon. Um, so, yeah, prepare for more giant monsters. Or oh, um, that th- that reminded me, like, because there was something. I wanted, how did you feel about the Gamera movies? I think I haven't. I don't remember them. Like, I saw them when I was really little, so I, I don't have anything against them, but I don't remember them that well. I don't remember them that either, but uh, uh, Arrow has like two uh, Gamera sets that yeah. they're glorious, and like if you put them together, it makes one image, and it's like just, just you know, just from a collector standpoint, I'm like, I'm definitely gonna come back to get these at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, you're spending like, you're more like money. Brody looking at Iron Man suit in the in the first episode, like next time, baby, and just like, walking <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yeah, um, definitely those, um, then, uh, Vinegar Syndrome also just released, uh, Gorgo. I think so. Which is, uh, which is funny too, because, uh, America Cinema eventually basically created the, the, the monster movie with King Kong. Um, you know, and that was the whole stop motion thing. And the Japanese were like, yeah, we're not doing all that. We're just going to put a guy in the suit. And then, uh, well, Gorgo was a, a, a UK production, wasn't it? Mm, I honestly don't know. Um, I remember, and they was like, "Fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna do a, a guy in a monster suit too." You know what I'm saying? Because you know uh, that's easier, and it's just like. Uh... <laughs> oh, but also, also, um, Americans did do Beast of Beast from Twenty Thousand Phantoms. Yeah, that's, that's which is essentially what uh, Roland Emmerich did. He because he didn't do a Godzilla movie. He the man remade Beast for twenty thousand. I mean, the only thing I will say in fairness to Emmerich is apparently um, what he and Dean Devlin wanted to do was a much more like traditional Godzilla movie of like Godzilla, there'd be another monster and like whatever. And I guess the studio after um, Independence Day came out and made a kajillion dollars, they were like, we want our own uh, disaster movie. Like, make this that. And so, like, that's why this movie is the way, like, 98 Godzilla is what it is, is because they were, like, forced into a box. 
Um, yeah. So, like, I give, I'll give that much credit to them. I don't like that movie, but I don't entirely blame them for what it is. Nah, yeah, 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 essentially. You know what I'm saying? But I do I mean, love the thing. Like, I do love Godzilla, like, both, like, Gojira and Godzilla King of the Monsters. Like, it's like, I still think those are both, like, great. And I think there are many great Godzilla movies. And I think there are some that are not so great. So, like, to be fair to them also, it's just, like, they made a mediocre to bad Godzilla movie, but it's like they made the only mediocre to bad Godzilla movie. So, like, it's fine. You know, you know what's funny about 98 Godzilla before we end it here is that uh, Jean de Bont was supposed to direct it. Uh, yeah. Um, what it is, they saw a twister and they was like, hey, like, we want this guy. Basically, uh, no matter what, they wanted, they wanted a fucking disaster movie and they wanted it goddamn now. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Was it, was it that they saw Speed and they was oh. like, hey, this guy would be, or was it Twister? I think it may have been Speed. And they was like, this guy would be good. But uh, essentially, his version of the movie would have been way too expensive. So they were like, nah, we're not, we're not going to do this. And he, he left the project. And they hired Emmerich because they saw Independence Day. And his version ended up costing more than what Jean de Bon's version would have cost. <laughs> and if 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 you like, because I read the synopsis of what his version was going to be, and it was like, you should have made that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. Like, especially the fact that he had Stan Winston designing. That's fair, uh, but also I don't know if you know about this. I I found this recently and it blew my fucking mind. In the eighties, I guess they were trying to have Steve Miner. Director of Friday Yeah, 13, I did hear about that, yeah. Was, sorry, Friday 13th, 2 and 3. Um, and Halloween Shua, which happy birthday to Halloween Shua today. Um, but um, he was trying to do it with Fred fucking Decker writing it. But because yeah. he had no clout at the time, they were like, no. <laughs> it was just like, it was just like, he brought it to every studio and every studio was like, no. <laughs> we don't trust you to make this. So it's like, that would have been fucking amazing too. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and it's just like, I mean, to, to be to be fair, the the version that Jean de Bont was going to make essentially was the what Gareth Edwards did, but yeah. with the positions reversed. Yeah. Um, where uh, Godzilla was the monster at the forefront, not the Mudo. Yeah. Um, and it was like you, you should have made that essentially because also like like I said, Stan Winston had designed, uh, redesigned Godzilla and. There are certain interviews where you can see his Godzilla design yeah, in the background, yeah. and it's like, and, and as you said, I, I don't hate the 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 uh, the Zilla design either, but it's like you chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, this is Sony we're talking about, and they regularly choose poorly. <laughs> we're looking at you, Morbius. <laughs> Oh, that, that that was a deep cut. That was a cheap shot, and I apologize, but not really. <laughs> and I wanted to like Morbius. I love the Morbius character. I like vampires. I like superheroes. It was a slam dunk, and I still fucking really disliked it. So that's saying something. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it is what it is. Shit happens. Yeah. Life goes on. Indeed. So this has been uh, Chainsaws and Claws. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed. Um, you can find us. Um, pretty much anywhere, uh, Twitter slash X, which everybody hates, and that is fair. Um, but my straight edge soul makes me very happy at it being X. Um, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> Instagram threads everywhere, chainsaws claws. 
Um, anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, we are there. I mean, including wherever you're listening to it now. So why the fuck would you need us to tell us? But yeah, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever the fuck, uh, we're there. And we will catch you next time. Uh-huh.